We are finally here. The Voices of Wrestling WrestleMania Weekend Mega Preview Podcast has finally arrived. I'm Rich Krejci. Uh, over the next, I don't know, I'm recording this before I'm finished with all the other episode segments, so I don't know how long it's going to be, and I'm not quite sure how many parts it's going to be in uh, either, but this is a multi-part WrestleMania preview podcast. We are restricted to just about three hours per upload, so uh, it'll be broken up in those segments. Uh, they'll be doing somewhat mildly chronological if I can, but we will be bouncing around uh, quite a bit as well. So if you're new to Voices of Wrestling, if you're new to the Voice Wrestling flagship, if you're new to you know our WrestleMania weekend coverage, what we do here is uh, we have previews up right now. Uh, they're posting throughout the week over at VoicesOfWrestling.com. We try to preview each and every show that is going to be running during WrestleMania weekend. I think we do it better than anybody else, um, especially this year. I don't know why we're doing it, given the context of the weekend, but we're pot committed to doing it, so we're going to do it better than anybody else because we just want to prove, hey, we can't do it better than anybody else because we do. VoicesOfWrestling.com, all the previews up there, some great authors. Uh, we have some special columns as well about WrestleMania weekend matches that were super important to us or ones that we really, uh, you know, memorable for whatever reason. So those are up there uh, as well at VoicesOfWrestling.com. So a lot of really good stuff. Uh, on the website uh, right now to kind of get you ready. And then we'll have coverage throughout the weekend as well. We tend to do a little bit more in the preview space as f- you know, versus the review space, but we will have reviews and stuff for, for a lot of the big shows uh, and a lot of the big events uh, as well. So as far as this segment, this thing that you're listening to right now, what this is, is the mega preview podcast. And again, if you're new here, what we do is, is I take it's myself and various members of Voices of Wrestling, various contributors to Voices of Wrestling, and we basically cover as many different shows as we want. I put a giant spreadsheet up that has every single one of these shows, and then people pick and choose the shows that they want to talk about. We try to keep them in somewhat, you know, in, in some sort of theme or some sort of block theme or whatever, but sometimes we jump around, sometimes we'll jump to some different shows, but, you know, we'll have one person cover WrestleMania, and then we'll have one person cover NXT, but we might have somebody cover, you know, a bunch of the GCW shows, and then one of the you know one of the others from IWTV or whatever. So so it bounces around a little bit, but I think you'll you'll really enjoy uh, the style that we do, and uh, and the segments that we have here. And, and the whole goal is obviously to get you excited about WrestleMania weekend. Gosh darn it, we tried our hardest this year, so we're trying to get you excited about WrestleMania weekend this year. Uh, so that's our our number one goal and number two goal, just kind of make you aware. Uh, if you are going to watch, get you excited about some stuff, give you some background uh, for f- the, some of the matches, some of the shows. Uh, and all that other stuff. So real quickly, what I'm going to do here at the beginning, before we get into the different segments, I'm going to give you the schedule for WrestleMania weekend so you know everything that's going down. So at least you know from now the entire schedule, things that are happening, all that sort of stuff. If you want a written schedule of uh, WrestleMania weekend, VoicesOfWrestling.com, you can find it there as well. It's on our sidebar. Uh, look up WrestleMania weekend schedule and map. You can also just go to Voices of Wrestling, look up WrestleMania weekend 2021, uh, and you should be able to find it there as well. So let's let's go over the schedule here and then we'll get into our different segments and do our mega, mega, mega WrestleMania weekend preview podcast here. And make sure of course you follow and, and, and subscribe and and like and, and and compliment everybody that's on this show as well because there's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time that goes in uh, to making this thing happen, including you know these people coming on and, and, and giving me you know 30 minutes or an hour of their time uh, to preview these shows. So make sure you, you, you shout them out and uh, and follow them and, and support them in any way that you can. So, all right, let's do this. Tuesday, April 6th. Things are already starting today, basically. Uh, you guys are probably listening to this on... Well, Tuesday is when this gets released. I don't know when you're listening to it, but things start already on Tuesday. This one's uh, this one's a loose WrestleMania weekend show. Pro Wrestling 2.0 Super Show Legends and Heroes. This is taking place in Union Park, Florida uh, at 7 p.m. 
Union Park, Florida is about an hour and a half away from Tampa. So is it really a WrestleMania weekend thing? Maybe, but I don't care. We're adding it in here. So Tuesday, April 6th, Pro Wrestling 2.0, Super Show, Legends of the Heroes. No card there, so we uh, we can't uh, can't say anything about the card as well. But by the way, card, uh, voiceofwrestling.com, the entire card um, for all these WrestleMania weekend shows. I'm not going to do that here. I'm just going to tell you the name of the show and the date. If you want the card, go to voiceofwrestling.com. It's all there. Wednesday, April 7th, the official beginning of WrestleMania weekend. No Peace Underground Fatalism starts at 8 p.m. from the Sound Bar in Orlando, Florida. That will also be streaming on independentwrestling.tv. Uh, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1 is also on Wednesday, going head-to-head, obviously, with uh, AEW Dynamite. That is at 8 p.m. That is streaming on the WWE Network outside of the U.S., unless you have ExpressVPN, which, listen later for the ExpressVPN uh, <laughs> uh, ad, but uh, voicewrestling.com slash ExpressVPN, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, or it's streaming on Peacock, of course, as well, and USA Network uh, for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1. So that is it for Wednesday. We then move to Thursday, April 8th, kicking it off right at noon. IWTV's Family Reunion Part 1, 12 p.m. from the 81 Bay Brewing Company. Uh, That is Thursday, April 8th, getting us started there. On the other side, uh, in GCW, which is running their whole collective again, at the Cuban Club, 12 p.m., Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. That is going to be available on fightvoiceswrestling.com slash fight. We also have a link to the uh, collective bundle as well on our website. So if you want to buy everything all at once, all the collective stuff and, 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 and you know save some money by buying the entire bundle, that is available as well uh, on our website or at voicesofwrestling.com slash fight. But that's at 12 p.m. So those shows going head to head to kick us off on Thursday, April 8th. Uh, 3 p.m. IWTV's Family Reunion Part 2 uh, at 3 p.m. Same location, 81 Bay Brewery. All the IWTV stuff uh, is going to take place there and all the IWTV stuff will be streaming on independentwrestling.tv, which is a monthly price. You pay $9.99 a month or uh, whatever, and uh, you, you'll get all of these shows for, for that one price, whereas the GCW bundle, of course, you'll either have to buy the individual shows or buy the entire bundle uh, as well at voicesofwrestling.com slash fights. And speaking of GCW, they start with their Acid Cup day one at 4 p.m. on Thursday. It looks like a really, really cool tournament uh, as well. Then we have some weird shows here. Crab Pro Wrestling, We Wrestle With Mania, and Flophouse Wrestling's Booza Palooza, both of them start at 6 p.m. Both of them from the same location, American Legion Post number 5. Uh, both of them presumably outdoor shows. You'll find out in the show as we discover their outdoor shows. And we discover that the shows take place next to a cemetery, which is uh, <laughs> ironic for many reasons during a WrestleMania weekend during a pandemic. But, um, yes, I don't know if these are streaming. I have no idea. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how two wrestling shows are going to work at the exact same time in the exact same location. Uh, but we're all here for it. So that's Flophouse Wrestling, Booza Palooza, and Crab Pro Wrestling. Uh, we wrestle with Mania. ICW No Holds Barred, Volume 11, Then and Now. That starts at 8 p.m. That is also going to be on IWTV, uh, streaming on independentwrestling.tv. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 6, start time of 8 p.m. from the Cuban Club. This is part of the GCW Fight Package. Looks like a really awesome show. Highlighted, of course, by Josh Barnett versus John Moxley. Then you also have NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2. That will be sh- not on USA, but streaming on Peacock and the WWE Network. Uh, that features in the main event, obviously, uh, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross, Also, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. So, a bunch going on there. And everybody takes off for a little bit until No Peace Underground's Murder Mania. That is at 11.59 uh, from 81 Bay Brewery. Uh, so, that'll be on IWTV. Also, at the same time, they're at midnight for The Culture. 11.59 p.m. from the Cuban Club, uh, featuring Rich Swan versus Two Cold Scorpio, Lee Moriarty versus Leo Rush, uh, and a bunch of other really, really cool matches. That, of course, will be on the fight 
streaming package as well. Then we move on to Friday, April 9th. Yes, we're only on Friday at this point. Uh, Action Wrestling and Southern Underground Pros Have Fun Be Said. That starts at 12 p.m. from 81 Bay Brewery. Uh, up against them immediately, uh, Alley Cat's Real Hot Girl Shit. Also at 12 p.m. from the Cuban Club. That will be, of course, on the Collective uh, Fight TV package. Then you have the Acid Cup Day 2 from the Cuban Club. That starts at 4 p.m., the continuation uh, of that tournament. Uh, ICW No Holds Barred Pit Fighter X Battle of the Tough Guys Part 1, a 16-man tournament, two rounds, or two shows, four rounds, I should say. That starts at 8 p.m. on Friday. That is going head-to-head with GCW's famous WrestleMania weekend show, Spring Break. This time it's the RSP Spring Break. Ricky Shane Page won the rights to the Spring Break here. Uh, it's going to be featuring Ricky Shane Page versus Nick Gage, the highly anticipated uh, uh, indie feud here. This will be taking place from the Cuban Club and will also be, again, on the fight package. There's also the GCW We Run This Town 2021 schedule. Uh, we They're not streaming as far as I know, but they are running all day on Friday. So real quick, I'll give you the rundown of I, I didn't want to break we don't want to break them out. It's just kind of easier to lump them all together. So this is the GCW. This is the other GCW, not that GCW. They're running the Egypt Shrine Center. Uh, as far as they're streaming, I have no idea. They've been very unclear about that. Some people say that they have heard or rumors that they're going to be on YouTube. We do know one of the shows will definitely be streaming on on, on somewhere, and we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, but as far as these other ones, I have no idea. But uh, GCW, we run this town 2021. 10 a.m., best in class with the young professor. 12 p.m., Pile Driver Pro, once upon a time we blew the budget. 2 p.m., New Texas Pro Wrestling, Texas When I Die. 4 p.m., DFW All Pro versus the World. 8 p.m., the official GCW, we run this town show. Uh, and 11.59, Ladies Night Out, Midnight in Tampa. And this will be streaming live on the Title Match Network, Title Match Network. Uh, dot com and that features Eva Lee versus Sue Young, Jordan Grace versus Alley Cat, Jazz versus Kira Hogan, and a bunch of other uh, pretty good stuff. So that is the GCW package here. Uh, we'll go back to our normal Friday schedule here. Guava Mania from Zawa Live. Uh, that is at 8.30 p.m. from the Pegasus Lounge. I do not believe that is streaming live, but I guess I could be wrong. But as far as I know, that will not be streaming live. ICW No Holds Barred Pit Fighter X, Battle of the Tough Guys Part 2. That's on Friday as well at midnight. And then a very highly anticipated show. You will hear many people throughout the next few hours say, oh, the, the show that no one's talking about is Violence and Suffering Lucid Dream. And literally seven people, I think, said that this was their favorite match or favorite show of WrestleMania weekend. But Violence and Suffering Lucid Dream, 11.59 p.m. on Friday from the Cuban Club, streaming on the GCW uh, fight package over there at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash fight. So things open up a little bit here with Saturday, April 10th, 11 a.m., Effie's Big Gay Brunch. That's from the Cuban Club, uh, again, on the GCW Fight Package. Also, uh, an hour later, Tony Deppin's Beer House takes place on uh, the uh, independentwrestling.tv. That's at 12 p.m. Planet Death, the Alex Cologne Produce Deathmatch Show. Uh, that's at 3 p.m. from the Cuban Club. That will be on the GCW Fight Package. Beyond Wrestling's Time Capsule, that'll jump at uh, or get started at 4 p.m. That will be on independentwrestling.tv. Uh, then we jump to Unsanctioned Pro, Fueled by Spite. That will be at 7 p.m. from the Cuban Club, uh, the GCW Fight Package. And then we get ICW No Holds Barred, Volume 12, Farewell to the Pawn Shop. That is at 8 p.m. from the 81 Bay Brewing Company. Uh, and also on Saturday, you have No Peace Underground, Shallow Graves, 11.59 p.m. from the Cuban Club. GCW Fight Package for that one as well. And then I don't know if we know the time yet, even though we're <laughs> days away from it. But WrestleMania 37, Night 1. Will also be taking place at seven or at, at, at uh, on Saturday, presumably starting somewhere around seven. Uh, I'd imagine maybe eight. I, I have no idea exactly when this is starting. As of this recording, they have not announced that, so I can't tell you. But that is the Saturday lineup. And Sunday things are pretty calm. 
WrestleMania 37, night two. That's all you got there. Start time, question mark, question mark, question mark. We're not sure. These will, of course, be taking place from the uh, Raymond James Stadium. I think tickets are still available if you're going to be in the area and really, really want to go to uh, WrestleMania, be in front of a crowd for wrestling shows again. So that's all there on uh, on Saturday. And then Sunday, of course, uh, as I said, yeah, April 11th, uh, WrestleMania night two. And that's it for uh, WrestleMania weekend schedule. Some other events are going on as well. Uh, WWE Hall of Fame taking place Tuesday, April 6th. Uh, we don't know the time as of this recording yet either, so there you go. Uh, WrestleCon convention, yes, they're doing a WrestleCon convention. I was surprised as well. Friday, uh, Session 1 is 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., Session 2, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., and Session 3, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, Saturday, Session 1, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., and Session 2, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. That's taking place from the Westin, Tampa, Waterside. There's also something called the WrestleStock convention uh, that's taking place at the American Legion Post 248. Uh, Friday starting at 12 p.m. Eastern and Saturday starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, also, Breakfast of Champions with Medusa and ODB starting at Friday, April 9th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. from the Egypt Shrine Center. I'm going to read this exactly as it's written. Quote, ODB and Medusa will be greeting you from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Come join all the WrestleMania fans to a breakfast served by two entertaining women. They will be slinging some of the best Southern breakfast in a souvenir collector's cup. So if you want to go get a cup of breakfast, as many of us do, uh, you can do so at the Breakfast of Champions with Medusa and ODB, Friday, April 9th. Uh, There's also the Mega Mania Meet and Greet. That is Sunday, April 11th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. at uh, at the Pinellas Park, Florida, about 20 minutes from Tampa. $40 to get into the Mega Mania Meet and Greet, and I know nothing about the Mega Mania Meet and Greet, (laughs) except for that it is Sunday, April 11th, and it is from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then, of course... The marquee event of the weekend. Yes, WrestleMania is one thing, but the marquee event to me of the entire weekend, Saturday, April 10th, from noon until sunset at somewhere in fucking Tampa. I forget the bar's name. We talk about it during the show, but I don't really care to look it up right now. A pool party with Brooke Hogan, Brooke Adams, Layla L., Selena De La Renta, and Lowkey. Yes, and Lowkey. I love it. So yeah, Brooke Hogan, Brooke Adams, Layla L., Saint, uh, Selena De La Renta and Loki uh, will be there. Uh, 21 years and all uh, up, of course. IDs at the door. Rose all day. You also get a DJ set by Nick Hogan. So, yes, Brooke Hogan, Nick Hogan, Brooke Adams, Layla, Selena De La Renta, and fucking Loki from noon till sunset. Rose all day. Uh, you can find the details at voicesofwrestling.com if you want. And I think that's it, folks. So, again, voicesofwrestling.com. VOW streaming information on there as well. Uh, the GCW cl- uh, fight package. Uh, also, uh, independentwrestling.tv. We also have a map up there as well if you want to kind of map things out. If, if you're going to be in the area or, uh, or, or want to figure out these shows. We have ticket details for all the, the shows that gave us ticket details and all the ones that we could figure out and find. But that uh, that is about it. So what we're going to do now is go into our special segments here. Uh, as I said, I don't know how many parts this is going to be, but uh, it will be split up in in three-hour increments. So however many we can get in in three hours or just under three hours or just over three hours, uh, we're going to do that. I don't know yet because I'm not done recording all of the, uh, the sessions yet, but uh, should be at least two parts, maybe three parts, but uh, we'll, we'll see when it's done. But uh, make sure you listen to all parts of them. Make sure, again, as you said, uh, as I said, support the people that, that came out of the show and, and helped us out with this. But uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, let's have a great, fun WrestleMania weekend. And even if we're not, you know, there live, if we're just watching it on TV, hopefully we can discover some people that we've never heard of before and support some independent wrestling 
uh, that we want to support. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not forcing you to support it. I'm not going to get mad at you for not buying tickets like some folks that might be promoting during WrestleMania weekend, but more or less just going to tell you enjoy this WrestleMania weekend. It is it is despite all the pandemic and despite everything going on, uh, it's nice to have a little bit of a break here, and I'm, I'm I'm very glad we can take our minds off of everything and and, and just watch some. Just watch some pro wrestling for a little bit. So anyway, uh, we're going to take it into the segments. And again, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening and enjoy. All right. And leading off our WrestleMania weekend show by show preview is Taylor Mainberg. Taylor, how's it going? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I love doing this every year. It's always very exciting and a, a sort of interesting year to be doing it. So looking forward to this one. Absolutely. So Taylor, uh, by the way, if people do not know, you're a co-host of the Jumping Bomb Audio here on the Voice Wrestling uh, Podcast Network at Audio on Twitter if you want to find out uh, about that. One of, the, one of the better shows I think we've we've released over the last few years here in terms of just like covering a new niche, covering a niche that I don't think a lot of other people are doing a great job of. So uh, really happy to have you guys on board. I've, I've really enjoyed the show and I'm, I'm learning a little bit as, as I go along as well. And I know that the feedback has been pretty great for you guys too. So. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. You know, I did it as a way to, you know, help people in a way that I think I would have appreciated, you know, learning about this information when I started um, watching Joshi wrestling. So if we can help people get more into it, learn more about it, you know, all the better. And uh, that's what we're looking to do. Yeah. And, and it's a great time to do it as well. I mean, that last year, I think was really, to, to, I mean, you look at our match of the year, you look at our re- reviews, you look at our previews, you look at your podcast, you look at everything. It is definitely a year where Joshi just kind of really got going in terms of, um, New fans, you know, stardom obviously grew tremendously. A bunch of other companies grew with, you know, in terms of Western fans at least jumping in and trying to kind of learn about this and, and understand this a little bit. And yeah, maybe the companies haven't been as <laughs> adaptive to that as well, but uh, it has been uh, pretty interesting to see. And, and I'm, I'm very curious how the next few years go, but that's always something that I love. Uh, doing with Voices Wrestling is trying to find what that next thing is that's going to kind of explode or get big or, or whatever. And I, I really, truly think, Joshi, over the next few years, it'll be very interesting to see, look back on, you know, 2020 and all the weirdness that it was, but also look at it as as, as really the, the changing the guard in terms of Joshi really, really growing uh, in the West. So we'll see. Yeah, there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of better sort of communication with Western fans as well as access to a lot of these shows that in the past would have happened and you would have never been able to see them now are easily accessible. Now, some of that is due to, you know, sort of the drawback of all this covid stuff. So it's been sort of the silver lining is that there's more access than ever. You know, Tokyo Joshi just announced they're going to do an English show. Um, on Wrestle Universe, which is really exciting. So yeah, it's all, it's all taking off. Hopefully, it's the beginning of something really big. Anyway, jump, uh, jumping bomb audio on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network at J Bomb Audio uh, on Twitter as well. But uh, enough of this Joshi stuff. Let's talk about some terrible, terrible pro wrestling now. <laughs> because Taylor, you are usually, unfortunately, the the person who I and I say unfortunately, but you offer this like right out of the gates when we show the list of, of events and we show all the stuff. In past years, you've always said, "Oh, I want to take the fun events, the stupid events, the silly events, the events that nobody else wants to take." Uh, well, this year, unfortunately, you and I have to talk about nine events or so uh, because there is a lot of silly, there's a lot of stupid, there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of weird, and there's a lot of unknowns uh, this WrestleMania weekend. What the hell is going on right now? Yeah, <laughs> in this I, I often, yeah, I often uh, will wait back, you know, when people are signing up looking to do previews, and I'll sort of take uh, the one or two shows that don't get taken by anyone. 
uh, just happy to, you know, pick up one or two. And it turns out that this time there were a few, you know, additional shows that <laughs> That's um, <laughs> weren't, weren't signed up for. So, you know, I sort of took them uh, blind and, and we've got some interesting cards here on some of these shows. We definitely do. But before we, uh, before we officially jump into, uh, to those, I, I've been asking, or I'm going to ask everybody, uh, the WrestleMania weekend memories. And I, I know very obviously that you went to one WrestleMania weekend, a, because it was in your town, uh, and B, because I met you at that WrestleMania weekend. So I know for sure, uh, you were at the 2019, uh, WrestleMania weekend, but, uh, any other WrestleMania weekends or, uh, WrestleMania weekend kind of memories or, or things that you remember about, uh, attending a WrestleMania weekend. So that is the only WrestleMania I have been to live and in person. Um, and it was mostly because it was in uh, New York City, where I live. Um, last year, before it was canceled, I wasn't planning on going. I had some friends who were trying to convince me, and I was sort of on the fence and decided against it, which turned out to be um, a great decision <laughs> on my part after everything sort of came apart and, you know, ticket things and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but my experience has been that I... Uh, mostly the past few years, if I'm not there live for the one year I was there live, is that I try and I go through and I watch as much as I can for, you know, four days or three days, however many days there are shows, and really try and not only watch shows that I am I know will be good, I'm interested in companies that, you know, I follow regularly, but also new companies and expose myself to new wrestlers and new companies and things like that, because it's I think it's a really good way to to learn about these people you might not see every day you might not be as exposed to now of course nowadays we have things like IWTV and fight showing a lot of these smaller promotions where in years past oftentimes with these you know the not major promotions this might be your one chance a year where it would happen that they would be streaming and you could see some of these people so it's a little bit of a different landscape but I still enjoy you know, taking in everything I can, trying to learn something new and come out of the weekend uh, with some new favorites. Absolutely. And, uh, well, there are plenty of opportunities in this WrestleMania weekend because a lot of the heavy hitters uh, are either just not existing anymore or not here. Uh, but obviously, uh, you know, still in the midst of a pandemic, you, you're, you're definitely uh, getting some new companies, some new promotions, uh, a lot less international flair uh, this WrestleMania weekend. And it potentially has the opportunity to, to you know, I mean, there are a lot of people that we are going to, over the course of this next 45 minutes or whatever, you and I are going to list a bunch of people that I have never seen a match of, that you've probably never seen a match of, that I'm guessing 90% of people listening have never seen a match of. And and in one way, it's kind of like, oh, man, look at this. But in another way, it's exciting because that next crop of indie talent has to come from somewhere. Uh, and God, yeah, hopefully, you know, <laughs> praying and hoping and praying that it comes from some of these shows. So we'll uh, uh, we'll kick it off right here with a show that I, I feel is a little unfair to count as a WrestleMania weekend show, but we're going to do it anyway for the, uh, the the purposes of, of, of completism uh, here. But uh, Tuesday, April 6th in Union Park, Florida, which is about an hour away from Tampa. It's closer to Orlando, but we're going to count it anyway because it's Pro Wrestling 2.0 Super Show. Pro Wrestling 2.0 Super Show here. Legends and Heroes. The only problem, though, is that as, as of this recording, uh, they don't have any matches announced. So, um, <laughs> Taylor, take it away. <laughs> I'm always fascinated by these shows, especially this year where there's all this sort of up in the air about whether people are going to want to come, um, you know, fly on a plane or drive down 
uh, to WrestleMania weekend to run a show on a Tuesday that's so far away. It's it's just an always fascinating thing that I do wonder how well these sort of early bird shows do, and especially this show having not announced, uh, to my knowledge, anything at all. Um, seems like it might be. Now, tickets are only, I think, $20 at the door. Um, but just seems like a strange time, a strange decision to run this show, I guess. Right. And even if this is like kind of, and I, I, I'll admit that I know very little about pro wrestling 2.0. It appears to be a training school outside of Orlando. Uh, even if this is like your normal schedule as, Hey, we run these Tuesday shows. We run them. Maybe just take this week off or, or come back, you know, next week. Or it's just, you're right. It, it's, it's anybody that is going to go to a wrestling show and is in that area or is traveling or whatever. There's so many other options and there's, you know, five, uh, four or five more days of shows coming up that it just seems very difficult that anybody who's arriving there or lives in the area is really going to say, okay, let's kick off WrestleMania weekend on a Tuesday and, 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 you know, go. And especially if you're living, if you're staying or living in the Tampa area, you got to drive an hour and a half out there to, to go to the show when there's already going to be just an ungodly amount of wrestling coming your way uh, over the next few days. So yeah, this is a, an interesting one here, but, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's, uh, there's no card announced as of this recording, so uh, maybe there will be some legends and or heroes announced. But uh, as far as the show poster right now, there are uh, appears to be neither uh, of those. But uh, we'll see uh, what ends up happening with Pro Wrestling uh, 2.0. But let's move on now uh, to Thursday, April 8th, 6 p.m. from the American Legion Post number 5. Taylor, I need you to tell me everything you know about Crab Pro Wrestling and their We Wrestle with Mania show, Thursday, April 8th, 6 p.m. Crab, all caps, crab. So they're a heel crab, I guess. So what do you know about crab wrestling? Is this an acronym or is this what, what, what the hell? Just tell us what you know about crab wrestling. It is a Maryland-based promotion. Uh, I did some research into crab pro wrestling um, once I was in this spot. Are they aligned um, with the seafood pro wrestling in Japan? Because that's not a bad idea. If they, they should really call them and see if we can do some joint I, I don't think they are, and I don't even think they've <laughs> been doing anything over the past eight months because I looked at their both their YouTube and their Twitter account, and the Twitter account and YouTube have been silent since about June of 2020. <laughs> not and then for promoting And then popped back up show. to say, we're running a WrestleMania show. <laughs> um, so it appears that they are a promotion that runs in Maryland, although hasn't been running, I mean, clearly. Uh, so we'll see uh, what they can do. I mean, I guess a good opportunity to uh, gain some new fans. It's sort of close to me in Maryland, not too far away. Uh, so maybe if they really blow my socks off, maybe I'll, I'll be going down to Maryland to see some more crab pro wrestling. And there's some there's some interesting names on this show. I mean, we're, we're kind of laughing and joking about it here a little bit, but, you know, announced talent, you got Hornswoggle. Of course, WrestleMania main, uh, weekend mainstay, Hornswoggle. That man, man, he makes all the, all the money he needs for an entire year during a normal WrestleMania weekend. So uh, good for him. The Sandman is here as well as an announced talent. Kevin Sullivan, I imagine that's the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan. Uh, Gino Medina, we'll, we'll talk about him in a bit because he's actually in a, uh, an announced match here. Uh, the Carnies, the Ugly Duckings, the Gymnasty Boys, uh, and the Capital Vices, who we'll talk about here in a bit. But as far as some other matches on the show, uh, a pure rules match. Grabbing uh, some Ring of Honor pure rules. Uh, Gino Medina versus Rhett Titus. You have Mikey Banker versus the Dread King Logan. That's for the Crab 
heavyweight championship. Uh, MM3 versus Mr. Grimm versus Myron Reed. So again, Myron Reed, another uh, name probably familiar to a lot of uh, uh, people listening here. Uh, the Death Threat Army versus Terrence and Terrell versus the Capital Vices. And then Jaden Newman versus Roxy for the Crab uh, US Championship. That's a uh, intergender match there. Jaden Newman uh, does a lot of stuff with IWTV and, and, and whatnot. Roxy, a uh, young woman's uh, wrestler, and they'll be fighting for the Crab United States Championship. So, you know, all joking aside, there's some interesting names on that show, right? Yeah, there are some matches here that I I am interested in seeing. I will say another fact that I did learn about um, in researching crab wrestling is they have made brand new uh, title belts for this show. They will be debuting two new title belts. Uh, the crab heavyweight belt um, has a big skull on the front, like the smoking skull um, title in the WWF. And the Crab U.S. title has a big eagle on it. Uh, so taking some, um, you know, being influenced by some maybe past uh, titles. But I'm looking forward to, look, I think you agree, Rich, that there is a lot on Mania Weekend in any Mania Weekend, uh, much less this Mania Weekend, that's going to be very wacky, that's going to be crazy, that's going to have, you know, it's just going to be for fun or for laughs. So I'm sort of interested in seeing a pure rules match. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a fan. I'm sort of a longtime fan of Rhett Titus as someone who was um, got into Ring of Honor and then got into the larger world of wrestling through Ring of Honor at the time when he was sort of coming up um, and then was in All Night Express. So I sort of have a soft spot in my heart for him. I don't know that I think of him as like, an incredible wrestler, a great wrestler. But whenever I see him on a show, I'm happy to see him. So I'm looking forward to that. I also think the um, the three-way with Myron Reed, Mr. Grimm, MM3, I think that could be really fun. Mr. Grimm probably is going to be um, great for, you know, a great base for two high flyers in that match so they can go out and do some crazy stuff and really try to wow the crowd. Um, so I think that one could be good. I mean, I think the card overall is, is, you know, we were sort of laughing about crab wrestling. I think it's a fairly strong card and a fairly interesting card that could have some good matches. So what is interesting about crab pro wrestling as well is that there is another show going on at the American Legion Post number five, Flophouse Wrestling's Booza Palooza, which is $10 all you can drink, by the way, which is a, a fantastic deal. <laughs> it actually had me thinking, oh, man, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> I should go down there. $10 all you can drink. Like, I've been able to drink in public and, you know, with, with a bunch of people in a while. But what's weird about this is Crap Wrestling, we wrestle with Mania, 6 p.m. American Legion Post number five. Flophouse Wrestling, Booza Palooza, American Legion Post number five, 6 p.m. So they are doing a double feature. I have no idea how this is going to work. I don't know if there's two rings in the same building. I don't know if there's a ring and then there's a door and then there's another ring. I have no idea, but I am very excited to find out. And and I don't know a lot of was you know us trying to figure out this can't be true. Someone's screwing up, and then we see a tweet that says no, it's a double feature. Uh, I don't know what a pro wrestling double feature looks like, uh, but I'm interested to find out <laughs> what it does. Are they wrestling concurrently? Like that would be kind of interesting. I, like I have no earthly idea what the hell this is going to be or how big this American Legion post number five is to, to maintain two pro wrestling shows at the exact same time. So I, I do know, I think the crab show is happening outside. Now I don't know if the other show is happening. The, inside, okay. Okay. That maybe. could, that could change it for sure. Okay. But I'm wishing that I almost wish that you could sit on one of those swivel chairs <laughs> Just watch both. and they could have, yeah, right. they could have two um, rings with each show 
And then if you were watching, okay, I'm not really into this match right now. You could just swivel and be <laughs> watching the other show and go, oh, this show, you know, it's sort of like flipping between two basketball games. Um, you know, one goes to commercial and you flip to the other one uh, to see what's going on. I think that would be fun, but it, I, I think probably what will happen is that one will be outside and one is going to be inside, especially with the um, the beer stuff, um, all you can drink. I would imagine that one would be inside for, you know, alcohol license so reasons I, or whatever. I think I have are. an update here, and unfortunately it took a, a oh. little bit into the show to figure out. Both shows are going to be outside, so your swivel chair idea might not My be impossible. Chair. It might not be impossible. You could, uh, presumably they'll be like somewhat close to each other, so I, you know, that, that changes everything, so... Uh, that uh, that is the update that uh, that we were able to get here from Mr. Jacob Cohen, who does a great job of kind of keeping everything uh, from WrestleMania weekend uh, together. It says Crap Wrestling and Flapa Wrestling will be outside, so both shows outside at the American Legion Post uh, number five. So uh, your swivel chair idea still still has life. So that is uh, that is Crap Wrestling. That I do not believe right now we have any streaming details there. I believe that is just live. But uh, again, things may change as we get closer. Uh, to the actual WrestleMania weekend. But uh, all right, let's jump ahead now to Friday, April 9th, and this hellacious run that we're going to go on, you you and me, Taylor. Uh, We're going to start off first with GCW. No, not that GCW, the other GCW, uh, who has an entire set of shows. We run this town. So let me me get my breath here real quick. So, All right, so GCW, we run this town, begins at 10 a.m. with Best in Class with the Young Professor, at 12 p.m., Pile Driver Pro, at 2 p.m., New Texas Pro Wrestling, at 4 p.m., Dallas Fort Worth All Pro versus the World, at 8 p.m., GCW, we run this town, and then 11.59, Ladies Night Out, Midnight in Tampa. So this is streaming live on the title match network, that Ladies Night Out, uh, Midnight in Tampa. I don't know about the other stuff, uh, if that is as well, but Egypt, uh, Egypt Shrine Center, uh, in Tampa, GCW, we run this town 10 a.m. all the way until probably past midnight, probably 1 or 2 a.m. Uh, that's a lot of wrestling in one place. Could, could you handle staying in one place for the entire day of 12-plus of hours of pro wrestling? I'm not sure I could, although the the name of the building being the Egypt Shrine Center, um, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't been to a show live in over a year. I would be fascinated to learn what does that building look like? What's the vibe of that building? Just Egypt Shrine Center sounds so interesting to me. Um, but I don't know that I would um, stick around for that long. It would be probably be a lot of sitting um, watching all these shows. But if you don't want to move around, if you don't want to worry about having to go from place to place, um, especially with everything going on, it might be a good place to park because – you know, looking down these cards, there are a number of matches that I'm, you know, I have some interest in and I think are pretty good. And even some shows that haven't announced all their matches have some pretty good talent um, listed for the shows. So it's pretty interesting. If you look at this uh, venue on Google Maps, uh, it appears to be an empty lot, but it is a real place. <laughs> I think they just recently built it, but it's the the Egyptian Shriners. Uh, it does not appear to have too oh. much Egyptian, uh, you know, because uh, I was thinking initially it's like an old Egyptian theater because those are really cool. If you, if, you know, there's obviously not that many of them still around, but I know a few towns around me have like old Egyptian theaters or whatever. You can go to concerts or movies or whatever, and they're really cool because they're really well designed and stuff. This appears to just be kind of a generic <laughs> center, so it's an Egypt shrine center. So more, uh, more on the on the center than the uh, the Egypt part there. But uh, either way, it looks like a, a pretty interesting venue. 
Uh, and yeah, I, we, we're not going to go match by match and, and, and show by show and, and name by name, but there's some really interesting talent on this GCW show. And, and in prior years, we've always kind of laughed, or, or last year especially, we laughed at kind of this quote-unquote fake GCW, the other GCW that was trying to run, and essentially just seemed like they were trying to like bait people into thinking they were going to Game Changer Wrestling, but instead they were going to this GCW. Uh, but this year, I, I, I can't, I mean, I don't want to say that like these shows are going to be really good. But I think they put some pretty damn good talents on this uh, on these shows. I mean, that 10 a.m. show, uh, you get Leo Rush versus Casey Navarro uh, right out of the gates, which sounds really, really interesting to me, something that I'm definitely into. Um, Low-key is on the Dallas-Fort Worth Pro All-Stars, or Dallas-Fort Worth All-Pro versus the World. Uh, you get Myron Reed versus Easy James versus Max Heist versus Fuego Del Sol. Uh, and that's uh, the new Texas Pro Show. Uh, and then the GCW rerun this town show. Obviously, there's there's some you know real standouts there in, in terms of you know Alex Hammerstone announced for these shows. Uh, Richard Holiday, uh, of course, from MLW, also going to be uh, on these shows. So I don't know. There's some there's some okay talent here. I, I can't. I want to kind of laugh at what they were doing, but there's some there's some stuff that that I could definitely see myself. I don't know if I'm staying there for 12 hours, but uh, I think they they brought a pretty decent crap of, of of talent here this year. What would what would you say about it? Yeah, I mean, it was the same for me. People, you know, Shane Taylor and, you know, Michael Tarver, which was an interesting one. Holiday, um, you know, as you, you talked about, um, Alex Hammerstone, JTG. I mean, a lot of people who, when you first think about, oh, you know, it's the fake GCW doing, you know, running these shows, running this event, you would think, okay, it's probably going to be a lot of local talent. But I think they have a good number of, uh, people I'm interested in. I mean, they have an impact uh, women's championship match on the new Texas pro show with Deanna Perrazzo uh, wrestling Roxy, who we already uh, talked about uh, Gino Medina again um, for new Texas pro championship. So there's a number of matches that, you know, I don't know if this is streaming, um, but if it is, it would be worth, it might be worth, you know, throwing on and seeing seeing what's going on on all these shows because I think there's at least one match for almost every show announced that I have some interest in. Yeah, and, and the, the talent roster for that ladies' night out, that midnight in Tampa, that is streaming live on uh, on TitleMatchNetwork.com. Uh, I mean, that is a pretty loaded show for like a midnight, uh, you know, women's show. We got Jordan Grace, Sue Young, Kira Hogan, uh, Genocide, Faye Jackson, Heather Monroe, Alley Cat, Harlow O'Hara, Holiday, uh, who you mentioned uh, again, and Alejandra. Uh, the lion. I mean, that's that's. I mean, any normal indie running that sort of women's roster would be. You know, that's a good show. That's like a lot of talent on there. And like you said, that's some top top tier talent. That's champions around the world. I mean, that is a that's a pretty big show for for you know a midnight uh, in this kind of weird, interesting you know other GCW thing. But yeah, this ladies' night out. Uh, it is streaming live, so that's definitely one to keep an eye on if if you are going to be up that late and 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 really into just watching even more wrestling. Yeah, that's a show that if you announce that roster in a sort of quote-unquote regular um, WrestleMania weekend year, I don't think it would be all that out of place to announce, you know, that group of, of women. I think they've got a lot of talent there that I think will will draw people in and hopefully will get people out at that, you know, midnight time slot. Absolutely. Now, there's not much else going on at that midnight uh, slot for, for – uh... 
um, you know, on that on that Friday, you have uh, ICW uh, No Holds Barred Pit Fighter, which again we'll we'll, we'll talk about, or actually we'll we'll talk about v, uh, VXS uh, Lucid Dreams uh, here here in a bit. But yeah, if you're not into kind of like shoot fighting or hardcore, then you know it might it's not a bad idea uh, to to stick around the GCW show and and, and go check that one out. But uh, yeah, definitely cool that they're streaming that live. Uh, that'll definitely be one. Uh, to keep an eye on, but that is the random GC, uh, GCW. So yeah, if you we don't know about the streaming just yet for them, but I mean, 10 a.m. all the way until probably one or two uh, a.m. Uh, wrestling coming from the Egypt Shrine uh, Center. But let's uh, let's move ahead now to again Friday, April 9th. We're gonna stay there. We're gonna jump ahead to 8:30 p.m. And Taylor, we have back-to-back shows from Zoa, Guava Mania One and Guava Mania Two. What can you tell us about Zoa, Zawa? Z O W A, whatever the hell. I I don't know if I know how to exactly pronounce it, but uh, so so I think they're from your, aren't they from your sort neck of, of. yeah. They're they're kind of, so they are midwestern. They're more of they're like western Illinois, Iowa, that sort of stuff. So like it's it's one of those like my neck of the woods, but it would take me like seven hours to drive to one of their shows type of things. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like what uh, when you live in the Midwest and land is just fucking vast and, as hell. But uh, no, I'm familiar with a lot of these talents. Uh, a lot of these people are kind of local guys. JJ Garrett, uh, who who appears here all the time, and now people from you know AEW that, that watch AEW Dark are probably aware of him as well. Uh, Brew Baker, always a, a local guy that was hanging around a lot. Uh, CJ Esparza, one half of uh, Zero Gravity. Uh, some people might remember him as well. Uh, Hartenbauer, again, another kind of local guy as well. So there's a lot of sort of that talent, like Midwest talent in here. But, uh, yeah, I I will admit that uh, as of right now, I don't know much about Zawa, even though uh, it is, quote, unquote, in my my neck of the woods. But uh, what, what have you found out about this company so far? I believe they're very entertainment. I believe the the name of the promotion or the, sort of the subtitle of the promotion is like wrestling entertainment. I haven't seen much. I did see one match where um, one wrestler – uh, took over another wrestler's body with a voodoo doll, um, I believe was the story of the match. So I think it's going to be more of a sort of lighthearted uh, type of show. You did um, skip over the name that stuck out to me, Brian Idol, um, who I think I will probably be seeing Brian Idol on wrestling shows when I'm 80 years old, um, <laughs> as he seems to pop up on on. If I'm if I'm watching a show and I haven't seen him in four months, he will appear on a show that I'm watching without fail. He shows up all the time in New York on these weird spot lucha shows that they sometimes have when they'll bring in like Psycho Clown and it's a bunch of local talent. And then like Brian Idol will be on the show um, because, you know, it's his ring or something. Um but yeah, he was like an old FIP guy, right? Like I remember seeing him in like 2016 FIP or whatever. He's just like an endless. Yeah, he was like in that. He was in the sort of WWN universe. I don't know if you want to call it that. Um, but I think he often, I think, gets on shows by, you know, helping out. He says, oh, I'll help you out with XYZ, a license or, you know, a ring or something. And then put me in the opening match or something, um, which is how he gets on the show. But also the second Guava Mania show is going to involve, I believe, Zero One USA, uh, which was a sort of long, I think, long dormant brand, which has now been revitalized. Um, I don't even know how much connection they have to actual Zero One. <laughs> Almost none. Yeah, I, I've, I'm, I've, I've been to a Zero One USA show, and I'm not entirely sure of anybody that actually works there or is aware of, has any clue 
uh, that there's a zero one in, in the Japan. It's it's a uh, it's very strange. I don't know how it began. I have no idea how it got here. Uh, but it is yeah, it is very far detached. So if you if you're thinking, oh wow, zero one like zero one USA, it is it is certainly not. I uh, uh, Shinya Hashimoto is not walking through that door. That's all I'll tell you guys. So <laughs> that's that's. They're okay. They're fine. They're fine. Like Warhorse, I uh, used to wrestle for them a bunch. Uh, Shane Mercer used to wrestle for them a bunch. Like, there's some good talent that has come through that Zero One USA. JJ Garrett was a guy who used to wrestle uh, for Zero One USA uh, a lot. Christian Rose, uh, Matt Cage, oh, those are guys that were used to work for it pretty regularly. But uh, yeah, temporary expectations. It is not that Zero One. It is it is definitively the USA of Zero One for sure. So, <laughs> other than logo, I'm not sure how much connection they really have to the uh, the Zero One office. I don't know if they're still paying a, a licensing fee these days, but. Uh, I kind of hope they are. That would actually be a better story if they were. So, hey, that would be great for for zero one uh, Japan. Or if nothing else, if they're not paying a fee, maybe that. Get, I don't know if that's like word of mouth. Like, oh, zero one wasn't that a company in Japan? I should look into that. But then, what? How? How would you even? Do I was going to say, I, huh, I, oh, they have a show that just I can watch now, January second. Perfect. Like you know, you watch the show in early January, and then unfortunately, well. <laughs> Might be sitting out for yeah, another year. Wow, what a great year or so second guys. show. Where's the other shows I can watch? There are no other shows there is to watch. Nothing else. <laughs> that is it, unfortunately. But uh, you can search online and find some cool matches from, you know, 2002 if you really want to. So uh, that is uh, the, the Zawa match. Uh, anything else that stood out to you before we move on? Uh, any any matches or names or whatnot or just kind of what we mentioned there? They, they are, again, as we said, running uh, two straight shows. Uh, here they're running at 7 p.m. Uh, that's Guavamania 1 uh, and then the Guavamania 2 at uh, 9 o'clock. Uh, these are both at the Pegasus Lounge, which appears to be a uh, very fun-looking uh, club. I, I use fun loosely. Like, some people might find it fun. I would be infuriated by going to this place called the Pegasus Lounge. But uh, uh, 01 versus uh, Zawa Live, that's at 9 p.m., uh, both from the same location. So you got a little double shot there uh, of Zawa. So. Let's yeah, move. but they've, oh, sorry, only announced one, they've only announced one match. Right? Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of announced Garrett. talent, but yeah, the only match that we have is on that 9 p.m. show. I uh, was Missa Kate versus JJ Garrett. Is their only officially announced match that we have? So, yeah. So Fine. excited to see JJ Garrett, <laughs> but you know, other than that, it's like, well, oh, okay. Yeah, might be might be one to skip. Might be one to <laughs> to, to skip. But we'll see. Uh, anyway, the next show that you and I are going to talk about here is Violence and Suffering Lucid Dream, eleven. 59 p.m. right at midnight on Friday, April 9th. This is from the um, the Cuban Club in Yuber City here. Uh, there is I, – I, I don't want to say officially I would call this my favorite card of WrestleMania weekend, but this might be my favorite card of WrestleMania weekend. I really honestly think – I'm going to run down the card here real quick, and then we'll talk a little bit about this show. You have a announced talent that doesn't have a match uh, as of this recording. Tony Deppin and Myron Reed, which I've let you know already that we're in for uh, some pretty good stuff. Two good wrestlers there. Uh, Brian Cage versus Chris Dickinson. I'm in. Two Cold Scorpio versus Eli Everfly. AJ Gray versus Daniel Garcia. Jordan Oliver versus Jimmy Lloyd. Dr. Cube versus JTG. And Leo Rush versus Loki. Okay, this is my favorite uh, entire show of WrestleMania weekend so far. That that card rocks. (laughs) This is a legitimately good card, a card that would not stick out in a very strong WrestleMania year. I mean, a lot of great matches you were running down of the card and getting excited. There's a lot of matches on this card that I'm really excited to see. 
Yeah, I mean, Leo Rush and Loki, that sounds incredible right there. I mean, that's just two tremendous, tremendous wrestlers. Uh, even a Dr. Cube versus JTG as a little bit of a fun factor, but uh, obviously if you've never seen Violence and Suffering, they're they're not too fun, you know what I mean? They're a little bit more on the, on the, on the serious side, a little bit more kind of hybrid shoot uh, wrestle, so I'm, I'm really interested to see how that works. And you know, with that said, two Colt Scorpio versus the LA Everfly, Brian Cage versus Chris Dickinson, like AJ Gray, Daniel Garcia. I mean, AJ Gray, Daniel Garcia is legitimately like, when you take like remaining indie talent, and obviously the, the you know the pool isn't as as big as it was in years prior, but you take remaining really really top tier indie talent, Daniel Garcia and AJ Gray. I mean, they're in that upper echelon. They're in that top percent right there, uh, and that's just another match on this show. And then, as you said, Tony Deppin and Myron Reed uh, also announced as well. I, I don't know if they're actually going to be you know facing one another or if there's another you know few bookings that we have here. But I mean, this is a this is a tremendous show. I mean, this is really. This is it, man. This is a really, really good show. Uh, and this one, I believe, is going to be on... Uh, this will be on uh, IWTV. It'll be independentwrestling.tv uh, for this show. I believe. No, sorry. This is a collective show, no, right? Yeah. This is a collective, yeah. So this will be on Fight. Uh, this will be on, on, on the collective Fight package as well. So a, a good opportunity to, to actually watch the show as well. But yeah, this is... Of all the ones I've talked about so far, this is probably it. This is probably my favorite entire card of WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, really good. I'm really excited to see Brian Cage and Chris Dickinson. Brian Cage was someone near the sort of end of his um, indie run. You know, he was a staple of all these WrestleMania weekends. And he would always have all these matches, and they would all feel very the same to me. And I was sort of like, I don't need to see any more Brian Cage against, you know, here's Brian Cage versus Pentagon Jr. And I was like, okay, they're going to go out and they're going to have the same match I've seen 18 times from Brian Cage. But now he's gone to AEW, he's done the stuff with Team Taz, and he feels like he's coming back and coming into this match with like a fresh coat of paint for me that I'm excited to see what this match looks like. Really the most excited I've been for a non-AEW Brian Cage match in, in quite a long time. No, you're absolutely right, and and he's a guy that I, I saw live. I mean, I've probably seen him live now 20 or 30 times in my life, and yeah, after the, I always say that he's a guy the first time he comes out, you're like, holy shit, look at that guy, oh my god, and then like, the fourth time you see him live, you're like, yeah, yeah, Brian Cage, whatever, <laughs> and like, I always, you know, I'll go with friends, and that's like their first time, and they're like, whoa, that guy, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I don't know, you'll see, and like, you're right, every match kind of felt samey, and especially on WrestleMania weekends, and, and uh, I, I'll even say this to Dickinson as well, and it's nothing against Chris Dickinson, but in, you know, past WrestleMania weekends, these guys would take like nine bookings. You, you know, in, in, in some cases, four or five bookings in one day. And it's like you just can't go out there and have like a really, really good or really aggressive, really you know hard hitting match. Uh, but this I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't do that. And I, I mean, I don't know what we're going to see here from these guys. I know Chris Dickinson is probably going to give uh, 100 percent. And and Brian Cage, even at, you know, half speed these days, I think has really refined his his in ring and refined his character. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited to see that match. That that might be uh, one of the better matches of the entire weekend. There's a lot of stuff on the show. Uh, that could really challenge for being the best match of the entire weekend. So, yeah, really excited about that show, uh, 11.59 p.m. Uh, on Friday. So, uh, Taylor, we're going to jump ahead. One more wrestling show, and then we have one more thing to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> Unsanctioned Pro, Fueled by Spite, also from the Cuban Club. This is on Saturday, April 10th at 7 p.m. So, again, this will be in the collective package as well. Uh, what do you know about Unsanctioned Pro? I'm, uh, I'm not too aware of uh, of them. I'm not too familiar with them either. Uh, I was drawn to this uh, by the card, which is another card, you know, as we sort of get closer to the end of our time together, Rich, that I think this is another pretty strong, uh, another pretty strong card. They got a lot of good names and I think it should be a, should be a fun show. 
Yeah, so so real quick, I'll run over the card here, and then we'll talk about some matches that kind of stand out to us. Uh, Cold Radrick versus Jake Something. Uh, Pretty Boy Smooth versus Lord Crew. Casanova Valentine versus Hoodfoot. Uh, there's a Scramble Mania here with Sage Phillips, Awesome Odyssey, Billy Starks, Robert Martyr, Rob Kiljoy, Freddie Hudson, uh, Lexus Montez versus Jordan Oliver, uh, Unsanctioned Pro Heavyweight Championship match, Aaron Williams versus the champion Everett Cross, uh, Myron Reed versus Trey Lamar, uh, and then a few other names uh, here that, that that are announced but uh, don't officially have matches yet. But yeah, on paper, this feels like a show that's like a, a you know a little bit of like established indie names that that most people probably listening are aware of. And then maybe some other people that, you know, real hardcore indie fans are aware of, but, you know, some other people as well that, that, that will be on the radar more this weekend than, than they probably ever have. And, and that's a real good opportunity uh, for people like Cole Radrick in there with Jake something. Uh, Pretty Boy Smooth versus Lord Crew is another one I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Alexis Montez versus Jordan Oliver. Again, Jordan Oliver, I think a lot of people are aware of. Uh, Alexis Montez, not nearly as much. And, and, and really for the same, uh, the Young Station Pro uh, Heavyweight title, both names that I, you know, I've seen their matches, but I think a lot of people might uh, be seeing them for the first time in, in Aaron Williams versus Everett Cross. But uh, yeah, that's a really, it's an interesting card. I, I, I like it. It's, it's not bad. It's a nice blend of, uh, of established talent and, and, and some new, uh, new talent as well. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head in that it's even for me, a lot of people I know and then a lot of people that I'm I might know a little bit about, I'm less familiar with, but being put up against people that I'm very familiar with. And that's a good way, I think, to hook some people in is get some names that people know and put them against people who maybe less people know. And that's also a great opportunity for the new talent to establish themselves. I mean, definitely like Jordan Oliver, Lexis Montez. I've seen a little bit of Lexus Montez, but not a ton. I mean, that should be a fun match. I mean, Myron Reed, Trey Lamar should be really, really good. And and some interesting, you know, Cole Radrick versus Jake something, I think is really um, a, a real interesting match if that's the opener. I don't know if these, you know, yeah, I, I, we are don't know in the order. order. Yeah, we don't know the order, unfortunately. Um, and like Casanova Valentine, who I know has done a lot in New York, and Hoodfoot I've seen a little bit, but haven't seen a ton of. So I think it's a great mix. You know, you have a scramble, sort of that traditional WrestleMania scramble match in the middle, which I'm sure will be crazy and people will be doing wild things. And that's another way for some of these lesser known talents to really stand out. Um, so overall, I think this this could be a, a sneaky good show. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. And and, and what's cool about it is it's it, pretty much on its own. Saturday, interestingly enough, like Thursday is packed in. Friday is pretty packed in, but Saturday, which you know to me always felt like the, the traditional day that people would pack it in, and then you know, obviously with Ring of Honor and, and New Japan uh, a couple years ago, everybody kind of avoided it and and and, and tried to stay away. Even NXT uh, tried to avoid it as well, or the Hall of Fame will, will come up and people try to avoid it. But uh, this year, I thought more people would book on on Saturday, but there really isn't. Like you have Beyond Wrestling at, at, at four p.m. Uh, this unsanctioned pro that we're talking about here at, at 7 p.m. And then you really don't have anything else until, you know, 8 p.m. You have the ICW No Holds Barred. But if you're not really into that style, uh, there's really no reason not to watch this unsanctioned pro uh, fueled by spite match. So, so, so good on them to kind of find a, 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 an area here. I guess WrestleMania is going on. And of course, we don't know how long WrestleMania is going to be. But I mean, jeez, uh, I, I feel like I'm unfortunately slightly obligated to watch WrestleMania. But like, if it was not to me and, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really give a shit about WrestleMania. Uh, there's plenty of indie wrestling to check out on, on Saturday as well. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, they, they maybe maneuver around the WrestleMania card. But this one, you know, going up at 7 p.m. might be right up against, you know, the main parts of WrestleMania. But, you know, hey, it's worth I, – I honestly think – I don't think you should avoid WrestleMania. I think you should try to just run up against it and, and, and hope that there's enough people that don't really care and, and, and watch your show instead. So, 
Yeah, I'm sure there will be people who won't be interested in WrestleMania or will say, you know, I can watch it later. You know, I'm here in Tampa. You know, I can see that one later on Peacock. So I'll go to this show, hopefully, and hopefully you get enough people who, who feel that way. Absolutely. All right. So that is the the shows that we have covered. So we've covered Crab. We've covered Fake GCW. We've covered ZOA. We've covered all these things. You have made this request, so we are going to do this. Uh, we have uh, on our website, voicethewrestling.com, and other events, podcasts, and live shows uh, section. Usually that's more full. This year, there's the Hall of Fame. There's WrestleCon. There's WrestleStock. I don't know why there's WrestleStock, but there's WrestleStock. There's Breakfast of Champions with Medusa and ODB, where you get a cup of breakfast. It's literally what it says. Have you, have you seen that thing? <laughs> no, I have Okay, here, here, let, let, me, let me just... I don't know if anybody else is going, going to try to... Uh, this is at the Egypt Shrine Center as well, so you can get ready for that uh, all-night, uh, all-day GCW thing here. So uh, at, it says, quote, and I'm reading exactly from their website. By the way, I did not make this up. This is exactly from their website. ODB and Medusa will be greeting you from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Come join all the wrestle. They missed the E in wrestle. That's fine. No problem. Uh, WrestleMania fans to a breakfast served by two entertaining women. They will be slinging some of the best Southern breakfast in a souvenir collector's cup. How often do you eat breakfast in a cup? That's not a smoothie, I guess. Uh, I, I, I would have to say never. I'm not much of a but... breakfast guy, but uh, I've never had uh, bacon and eggs in a souvenir cup. But uh, you can do that if you go to the Breakfast of Champions of Medusa at ODB at the Egypt Shrine Center. Uh, Friday, April 9th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. There's the Mega Mania meet and greets, which I don't think we have any information about, but it's $40, so go pay you that. But the main event here, I can't believe this. Saturday, April 10th, noon to sunset, Taylor, at 7700 Courtney Campbell Causeway in Tampa, Florida. I think it's some outdoor bar. I don't even care to look at what the name of it is. It's Rose All Day, baby. Pool party with Brooke Hogan, Brooke Adams, Layla, Selena De La Renta, Loki, and a DJ set by Nick Hogan. IDs at the door, 21 years older, uh, 21 years and up for the Rose all day. DJ set by Nick Hogan, noon to sunset. Taylor Whatton, God's name. Imagine, imagine going to this. I kind of want to. You know what I mean? Okay, I, I say that. But you and I experienced something when we, you and I were, were standing shoulder to shoulder at that um, horrific WrestleMania weekend show, the Blackcraft Wrestling Show, that went until ungodly amounts, uh, 5 a.m. or whatever the hell it went to. This feels like an experience. If I was going to WrestleMania week, I might have to go to this. Right? It, it does feel like a thing when, when you say the name Rose all day that it should always be accompanied by an air horn <laughs> right. sound every time you say it. Welcome to Rose all day. <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining. Okay. <laughs> Brooke Hogan, so Brooke should, Adams, yeah. Layla, Selena De La Renta, and Loki. <laughs> yes, that Loki. <laughs> But what are they? What are they doing? <laughs> you get you get there. You're the at sunset? a pool party. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you think like Layla L is going to be standing in the pool as like people like throng around her? <laughs> like and especially near the end of the day, probably progressively drunk people. You know, drunk off rosé. I would imagine that. I would hope that they would have rosé at an event called Rosé All Day. 
I just can't imagine what is going to happen. Are these people going to like rotate? Like, okay, from you know noon to one o'clock, Selena De La Renta is going to be in the pool, and then from one to two, Brooke Hogan is going to be in. So that you like get a break. It's like the costume characters at uh, Disney World where they're like, okay, yeah, you oh, need right, a break. Right, right. Yeah. You got to go back and like take the costume off um, and get some air conditioning and get away from all these weird children at uh, Disney World. But I just can't. I mean, I hope they're getting paid a lot of money to do this to be there it's going to be what at least seven hours yeah i i <laughs> yeah it, like so when i originally thought of this idea i was like ah you know that's not the worst idea is like have dumb nick hogan do a dumb dj set and have brooke hogan and brooke adams and layla and selena dance around in bikinis or whatever there's enough people they're gonna pay any amount of money to go there and be there and see that and do whatever you know like that, that's fine i get it i understand it then when I read that it's noon to sunset, I had the same idea that you had. Like, is Layla just going to have to be, like, gyrating in front of Nick Hogan for, like, seven hours straight? Like, that's unsustainable. You can't do that. And, yeah, are they just going to sit in the pool? And is it, like, a pool meet and greet? I, I have so many questions about Rosé uh, all day. But um, you can uh, you can reserve a uh, a table or a private cabana, Taylor. So if you want to, uh, you can do that. You can. Oh, a private cabana. I hope, I hope that, I really hope. <laughs> If you're listening to this and you are going to Rosé all day, please tweet about it. Yes, we need uh, pictures. Put up some pictures. <laughs> Tag me in them. We need to know. Say, yes. Here's what's happening at Rosé all day. I... It, is a, it is a thing. If I were there, I would love to, like, if I could drive by. Dri- yeah, like, just not take go a look. In <laughs> right. And just see what's going like. Be like, oh, what's the setup? You know, Nick Hogan playing a seven-hour – is he playing a seven-hour DJ set? I, there's nobody else to know. Nightmarish. I have no idea. So I don't know if they just play generic dance hits until DJ Nick Hogan comes up at at, at 7 p.m. or whatever. I I don't know. I, I honestly – I'm at a complete loss for what, uh, <laughs> what entails Rosé all day. But I'm so excited. I mean, this is just – Oh my god! It's just classic WrestleMania weekend in a lot of ways. So I I, I appreciate that this event is happening, and it, it, the the cherry on top is that it's fucking Loki's gonna be there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's just the like because the rest of this makes sense. Like you know, it's like Nick Hogan and 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 Brooke. Okay, that makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Brooke Adams, I'm sure she's got nothing else to do, and she probably lives in Florida. That's perfect. Layla, I don't know what Layla's doing these days, but hey, you know what? Go hang out, drink some drinks, look beautiful. She can do that. That's easily. Lo- what is Lo- is Loki? I hope he's in the suit. I hope he just stares at everybody. You know what I mean? Because I can't see Loki in like a swim trunks, right? Is I mean, he in the pool? Is Loki in the pool? I don't think. Lo- I can't imagine Loki in the pool. <laughs> right. Does that Especially man go in pools? He doesn't go in pools, right? If if you're in the pool, you're essentially saying to anyone who's there, "I am open." Right, to come up to be, me. <laughs> to be spoken to. Right, and right. I don't feel like Loki would want that to happen. Although he must, he's only on what, two other shows. Yes. He's only booked on two other shows. Right. So I would hope he's getting paid a lot of money, enough money that he was like, sure, I'll come do this sure, event for seven sounds good. instead of <laughs> sounds doing like four shows. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. I'll be there. Yeah. Just don't wear the suit. It'll be like the new Japan. <laughs> right. Just don't. They told him not Loki, to wear the suit. Just don't wear the suit. suit. He's going to show. He's definitely showing up in the suit for sure. Yeah. And water's going to get on the suit, and he's going to get upset about it, and probably kick someone's head off. So, um, 
Yeah, what else is there? I, to, what else is there to say know. about this fantastic event at Courtney Campbell Causeway? Yeah, it's at the Godfrey Hotel, by the way. I, I was I was trying to figure out what this, <laughs> and it looks. I mean, it it looks like a cool pool. Uh, it'd be less cool, uh, unfortunately, because um, Nick Hogan will be there. But that's all right. Hey, you know what? I, I, there is enough beautiful women to maybe counteract the Nick Hogan, but I do. I, I like many pro wrestling events. There's no doubt it'll be filled with just an ungodly amount of weird dudes, uh, more so than the. That even Layla cannot help the amount of weird, ugly dudes that are probably going to show up here. So, but also you're you're in Florida. If you really wanted, oh, I really need to go to a place where there's beautiful women hanging around water. You could probably go to a beach. You're right? not wrong. Yeah, there's any number <laughs> of places to go in 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 South Florida where there are uh, attractive women and there's water. So, you're right. Okay, I, I am now. I've I've now seen the way, and I, I will not be going to. Uh, uh, Nick Hogan's rosé all day, but if you'd like to, you can you can rent a cabana or a, a table, I guess. To this IDs at the door, twenty one years yeah, old and up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the only. How hard do you think they're carding here at rosé all day? I'm guessing not hard, right? I definitely stepped the sure road the for a little bit after too, uh, with with Nick Hogan on the road. You might want to. Uh, I'm gonna wait a few hours or take <laughs> maybe maybe walk, maybe enjoy the hotel a little bit for a few hours. Make sure you can. You know when he's pulling out, so you don't have to, you know, be on the road with him. So, dear God. Um, well, Taylor. That was, <laughs> well, that's uh, what else? We have to, to talk about something. We got it. Like, how are we going to end this? How do how do we transition? How do I say goodbye uh, after oh, that? So, uh, um, crab for uh, wrestling. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> that was that was on Thursday. Uh, Taylor, I I don't know why you do it, but uh, I'm so glad you do because somebody's somebody's got to do this hard work. Uh, of of researching crap wrestling and their brand new titles and uh and guava mania one and two as well as the rose all day so uh thank you so much l- l- how about you get your last little plug in there for uh, for jumping bomb audio and anything else uh you guys are doing yes we do uh jumping bomb audio a podcast all about joshi wrestling we drop it every other week we have a show uh coming up that will be covering stardom's uh april 4th yokohama big yokohama show so uh, check that out. The Twitter is J at J bomb audio, or you can follow my personal account where I barely tweet, which is at T A M A I M B O at T A M A M B O and check it out and enjoy WrestleMania. Taylor, thank you so much. I'm glad somebody has got to do this, but uh, you, 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 you're, you do a, a great service for the people here by, uh, <laughs> by doing this. So thank you so much. Uh, I will talk to you later. Yes. More than happy. Thank you again for having me. Uh, and and talk to you next year. Yes, absolutely. Take care, man. The madness of March has ended, but that doesn't mean winning season is over at mybookie.ag. It's April, and guys, they have WrestleMania odds. So if you want to get in on the action for WrestleMania, perfect opportunity to do so right now at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code VOICES. Again, that's promo code VOICES at mybookie.ag and you'll secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Again, promo code VOICES, mybookie.ag for a deposit bonus up to $1,000. College basketball is over, but the NBA is hot and heavy. NHL is going strong. MLB just got started. And as I said, WrestleMania odds are up there. No matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. There's also thousands of lines, odds, prop bets, and all that stuff that you can do to turn game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere 
with MyBookie. Again, MyBookie.ag, promo code VOICES to secure that deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure, again, that you get in on the action for WrestleMania weekend. Promo code VOICES, MyBookie.ag, deposit bonus up to $1,000. And next up to help us preview WrestleMania weekend is Paul Vulsh. What's going on, Paul? Ah, I'm doing fine, Rich. Uh, just enjoying like a nice, quiet uh, Easter Sunday, and uh, in my brand new apartment in Berlin. Since I'm somehow moving all the time in the middle of a pandemic, don't know why I'm doing that. But, this is your yeah. third move uh, <laughs> in the last year, correct? Or uh, second, at least, maybe. Yeah, I guess. pretty much. I mean, it's the third country, definitely. Yeah, I, I started off. I was still in Ireland at the end of last year, and then I spent like. The holidays in Germany, and then I went to Rome, and then I came back to Germany, and then I moved within Berlin. And yeah, I don't know. It seems like way too much moving in normal times, and it's definitely too much moving right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, before we get into our shows that we're going to talk about here, a uh, quick opportunity here to give some plugs, talk about uh, your Twitter account where people can follow you if they so choose. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you can find pretty much all of my writing on uh, voiceofwrestling.com. Uh, I'm mostly focusing on pro stuff uh, when I'm writing uh, for the site, but I do watch quite a bit of uh, the American Indies as well, I suppose. And I'm actually thinking about maybe doing a bit more of that going forward. But I think maybe like the biggest thing that is coming up now is we have the Champion Carnival uh, kicking off soon. So you're definitely going to see me write uh, a bunch about that uh, going forward. So be on the lookout for that. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's, uh, as we're doing with everybody that, that comes on the show here, we're talking about WrestleMania weekend uh, experiences, WrestleMania weekends you've been to. Uh, now, obviously, living in, in Germany and living in Ireland and living in Italy, it may not be super, super easy to come over for WrestleMania weekend. So uh, have you ever come over for a WrestleMania weekend? I have not. I've actually only ever been in the U.S. once. And actually, my current job actually doesn't really allow me to actually ever go to a WrestleMania weekend. Because like right now is really kind of the busiest period of the year for us where we just can't take any holidays and we're just swamped with work all the time. Like this is actually like the only day of like the whole like Easter period where I'm not working. So uh, like it definitely doesn't allow me to like scamper over to the US to watch a bunch of wrestling. Uh, and I, I actually got like so much so that actually like a couple of years ago, I actually thought about like switching jobs maybe to like go to <laughs> something that would allow me to go to WrestleMania weekend. And Let's just say with the way WrestleMania weekend looks at the moment, that's no longer really in consideration for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> not looking to switch jobs anymore. <laughs> 2016, eh, you know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Today, I want to just keep your job. Probably yeah. a better idea just to keep your job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just get paid. Absolutely. So let's talk about these shows here. we got a few that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the No Peace Underground offerings uh, for, for this weekend. They actually have three shows going on. Uh, this weekend, as well as uh, uh, Tony Deppin's Beer House. Uh, all these are going to be from Independent Wrestling uh, TV. They'll be on Independent Wrestling TV. Uh, the first one we'll talk about is uh, No Peace Underground Fatalism, which is sort of uh, cheating a little bit on WrestleMania weekend, kind of, because Soundbar, the location of the venue, is in Orlando, about an hour and a half away uh, from Tampa Bay, where everything is happening. It's kind. Of, it's on a Wednesday, which is obviously a little bit before everything. But obviously, you have NXT Takeover, which a lot of people are kind of con- also considering part of WrestleMania weekend, and, and and rightfully so. So, No Peace Underground Fatalism will kind of kick uh, really the, the the big weekend off. I know I, IWTV Independent Wrestling TV. It's part of their showcase, the Independent. So it, it kicks off their coverage of the weekend, and and for all intents and purposes, 
It's an hour and a half away. We're going to count it. It's WrestleMania weekend, so no Peace Underground fatalism. Uh, before we get into the actual matches uh, of this show and, and everything that No Peace Underground has, uh, what do you know about No Peace Underground, and what can you kind of let people know uh, that, that may not be aware of the company or maybe not have ever heard of it before? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, No Peace Underground, I think what really stands out about, about them is that their general gimmick tends to be that they do no-ring shows. So they every once in a while, like they have run shows with a ring as well, but really the majority of the shows are, are shows without a ring. So basically, like the way the setup generally looks, like you have like a sound stage, and you have uh, you have kind of a kind of barred off area like in front of the stage, and that's essentially your wrestling area, so to say. So and I think really what what generally is the thing for me like whenever i actually watch like no piece underground it's like it's it obviously like it, it is a very interesting gimmick to not hovering it can be a bit like you need a very certain type of worker to actually make that work at the same time as well like because you obviously need to get a bit creative when you don't have a ring where because like you can't bounce off the ropes obviously and just all the kinds of things you would normally be able to do in a ring and also most of the matches as well are death matches as well so really like it, it can be a bit of an acquired taste, but I think generally, like, atmosphere-wise, it's definitely, like, a very, very interesting promotion. Yeah, I, other stuff I've seen uh, from them, and, and this is kind of the brainchild a little bit of uh, Casanova Valentine, uh, who, who started kind of the no-ring deathmatch bar scene uh, in New York a, a, a couple years ago. Uh, and doing some research about these guys, it was a kind of interesting is that the, these guys, they ran uh, the bar... The, the bar soundbar, but before it was called soundbar, it was something else, and I forget the name name escapes me right now. And essentially, those guys were like their business was was sucking, and it was just like nothing was happening, and it wasn't doing well, and it looked like the business wasn't gonna uh, survive. And they just had this idea on Halloween to do this no ring deathmatch thing or whatever. So they you know <laughs> get Casanova Valentine involved, and they do it, and that kind of is what starts No Peace Underground. And now the bar is is, is doing well, obviously even through COVID, uh, which is cool. And and they've you know No Peace Underground has run pretty consistently over the last few years, mostly in Orlando. They've jumped around a little bit, done some stuff in New Orleans. They actually did a show in Chicago uh, as well that that I did not attend, but they've been able to kind of bounce around a little bit and and, and do some stuff, link up with GCW sometimes. So it's kind of cool to see them, uh, you, you know, be so prominent on this WrestleMania weekend. But uh, this No Peace uh, Underground Fatalism show on Wednesday kind of gets our deathmatch scene started for the weekend, and and this year in particular. Uh, like you said, not every single match is a death match, but most of them are death matches, and that definitely helps with the atmosphere because you know the fans are going to get up a little bit more for like you know two guys like brawling and then hitting a pile driver onto like a stage. That's cool or whatever, but guys, you know, brawling on a stage and then hitting each other with fucking light tubes and stuff is a little bit you know a little a little cooler for uh, you know the, the liquored up crowd at Soundbar. But um, it's really kind of interesting how many death match promotions and how many death match like related shows are on this weekend as well i mean this the, probably the most ever i would say i mean 2019 there was a few but maybe not to the extent that this is and in 2020 it appeared that there was going to be plenty and that obviously didn't happen but this year in 2021 still very uh, a very deathmatch heavy uh wrestlemania weekend this weekend and, and 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 what's your kind of thoughts on that do you think that that's something that you would like if you went to a wrestlemania weekend or do you think it's something that there's a novelty for like one or two shows but you don't really see yourself sitting down and watching you know five different deathmatch promotions the weekend no i mean i i am definitely i'm a big deathmatch fan uh i think that definitely can be a bit of a uh i think you can definitely overdo deathmatches as well like i mean as i mentioned like i do really very much like deathmatches 
but I think if like the entire weekend is majority death matches, that is kind of a detriment because you kind of get desensitized to it as well. And I think that's like really the guys put themselves through hell there. And but if you see like massive like a lot of light tube spots on like five shows a day, like you're not like it's not gonna have the same impact on you as it did for like the first show, you know. I think that can be a bit of a detriment. Like generally, I, I'm happy to see the deathmatch scene resurge a bit, but I think it is kind of there is a danger of overdoing it as well, where it just becomes too much deathmatch wrestling and not enough variety. Like I think there's still like I don't think it's gotten that far yet on this weekend, but it's definitely like there's a risk that we get to that tipping point. Yeah, and I, I never want to encourage people to not go to shows. Like if you're going to be there for WrestleMania weekend, if you're going to do stuff, if you're ever going to go to show, you know, obviously I, I I will always you know say hey go to shows, go to shows, you know, watch them. But one thing I have noticed, and, and I've attended a few deathmatch, you know, a few GCW shows, and, and a few deathmatch shows live, and like you said, it's always like the first hour you're like oh whoa wow you know it's just incredible the first time it hears it, and you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then by like hour two hour three you're like all right I get it, I get it. <laughs> you know, get it. And it sucks that you're like, yeah, okay, okay, I get it. When these guys are going through like literal torture, you know, for your entertainment, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I've seen it once, you know, and it, 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 you know, a guy's going through a fucking shopping cart full of <laughs> light tubes, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Let's see it. You know, we saw that an hour ago. Who cares? And, and I do feel bad about that. So I would say if you are going, uh, and your schedule does include multiple deathmatch shows. Maybe find a way to kind of space them out a little bit because I think you will maybe get a little burnt out. And and it's just like to me, I feel bad getting burnt out because I'm sitting there like ah whatever, it doesn't really matter to me. And and like you said, these guys are going through like literal you know torturous pain you know for my, my entertainment as I'm kind of just like eh, whatever. So uh, we'll talk the f- uh, first show here Wednesday, April seventh. As I said, Soundbar, uh, No Peace Underground, starting at eight. PM, uh, independent wrestling TV will stream this one live. A pretty decent, uh, card. I would say, you know, obviously bookended by the, the main event, which should be absolutely crazy. Eric Ryan, uh, versus Nolan Edward for the No Peace Underground Championship. Uh, John Wayne Murdoch versus Matthew Justice. Bam Sullivan and G Raver versus The Hollowed. Uh, Jamie Senegal versus Atticus Kogar. Kennedy Copeland versus Sawyer Wreck and One Called Manders versus Pero. So, uh, of those matches, which ones really kind of have you interested on this No Peace uh, Underground Fatalism show? I think definitely the main event should be nuts. Uh, I mean, Eric Ryan, I think it's definitely like he's definitely one of the uh, best kind of deathmatch workers. An absolute in the crazy US man. Right now. An absolute, yeah. like, he, he, insane he crazy has no human being. regard for his body at all. <laughs> right. Like, he's just like, yeah, whatever, just fuck me up. Who cares? Uh, so that should be, uh, it's actually interesting enough. I actually looked it up. This is actually the first time the title is getting defended since October 2019. <laughs> <laughs> a long title reign. <laughs> No, actually, it isn't. So, so uh, that was actually defended by Marcus Crane, who like retired. Yeah, and okay. The title yeah. was vacated. The title was vacated, and then Eric Ryan won it in November, and then hasn't defended the title since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that should be absolutely crazy. People have never seen Eric Ryan. Uh, absolutely no regard for his body. And Nolan Edward kind of an up and coming, a, a good wrestler, kind of a good independent wrestler, up and coming. Uh, who's starting to kind of dabble into deathmatch a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So uh, this should be, yeah, a, a, a great combination. And like you said, there's always that ceiling on it because there's no ring and there's no ropes and there's no... so. But when you're talking about deathmatches, sometimes it does look a little silly. Like one of my favorite deathmatch tropes is like, you know, 
the bell will ring and the guys will, like bounce off the you know ropes and do like a, an arm drag and then like a takeover and then like a you know a drop down and then like a you know a, a, a leapfrog and then a guy just runs out to the ring and grabs a like two and just beats the fuck out of the guy and then they they never go back to the wrestling ever again it's just like you know a formality at the start uh, and then it kind of goes away so yeah that that should be pretty awesome uh, I am interested as well in, in and and you mentioned as well that like not every match is a death match and I'm very curious in one called Manders. Uh, versus Pero, which I would imagine is not going to be a death match. I, I guess I could be wrong, but uh, that does seem like it'll just kind of be a straight wrestling match. And how does the sort of the crowd react to just a straight match on here? Uh, how does you know how do they handle just doing a straight wrestling match? Because I, I I won't lie that all the No Peace Underground that I've seen has pretty much been death match stuff, and I haven't really seen you know guys just go out there and try to wrestle while on the stage with with, with no ring. What, what what kind of anticipations do people have for stuff like that? That's just a straight wrestling match. Yeah. Like I said, it, it does take kind of a very like you do need to get a bit creative there uh, with your work if you're not working a deathmatch style on a no piece underground show, and I think it might actually work with these two guys because these are just like two big horses, so mm-hmm. they can just like like they don't really like need a ring because obviously like they're not high flyers or like whatever they're not going to do dives. Like I think they can be perfectly fine just like beating the shit out of each other, like just like stand there like. In, I was about to say in the middle of the ring, but just stand there in the middle of the uh, fighting area, I guess, and just like just beat each other up essentially. And yes. obviously, like whatever big move you're gonna do is gonna have like a bit more impact as well because it's gonna be like a big guy like Manus or big big guy like Paro like getting like slammed or bumped like onto the concrete floor. Like that has a, a lot of impact. Like that should actually look very impressive. So I'm actually very curious about this match. Yeah, I wonder if it will. It'd be kind of cool to have it be the opener as well, and have these guys just chop the fuck out of each other for like five minutes, like real loud chops, and and that might you know kind of be a good way to kind of get the show started and get things going, and and it's easy to clean up too because it's just two guys chopping each other, you know, clean up light tubes and and other stuff. But uh, as I said, that's no piece of underground fatalism. Anything else you want to talk about the show before we uh, move on to other things? No, well, maybe just real quick. It's interesting that the show is actually going head to head with NXT. Yes. Like, I don't think there's going to be a lot of crossover between the NXT fans and No Peace Underground fans. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, it's still an interesting choice, anyway. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very busy uh, wrestling day that that Wednesday. Obviously, you have uh, AEW Dynamite, you have NXT Stand and Deliver Night One, uh, and there's No Peace Fatal uh, Fatalism at the ex- all of them at the exact same time. So that definitely. Uh, could it'll be interesting to see, but like you said, I think the uh, the crowd, the 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 drunken crowd at Soundbar probably doesn't care that much about it. I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see what because especially like I said, it's not in you know it's not in Tampa. It, it's in Orlando, so it might just kind of be the normal people that go to Soundbar, the normal people that go to the, these No Peace Underground shows in Orlando. Or I don't know if it'll be a blend of the two of, of wrestling fans that say, hey, you know, I'm in town a little bit earlier. Why don't I go over there? I I, I have no idea what to anticipate for some of these early uh, early shows here, but. Let's move on to, uh, we're going to jump all the way up to uh, Thursday, Thursday night, which Thursday is an ungodly packed day, which is very, over the last few years, for some reason, Thursday has become like the day that everybody runs on WrestleMania weekend, like a ton. Like, it used to be Saturdays, then everybody started avoiding Saturdays once, you know, especially now with WrestleMania running on two nights and and one of them being Saturday. Uh, But even like when NXT was running or when New Japan and Ring of Honor ran in 2019, everybody avoided Saturday and everybody had to move over to Thursday. And it's just kind of crazy that how loaded Thursday is. But uh, the show we're going to talk about here is No Peace Underground's Murder Mania. It's happening at... 
11.59 p.m., which <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess that this show starts sometime in midnight of Friday, April 9th, because I have been to 11.59 WrestleMania weekend shows that actually started at 2 a.m., so that's, it might be Black Blackheart <laughs> Wrestling that I'm talking about, but yeah, I, I, have, I have fallen victim to the, no, 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 it's on Thursday at 11.59 game when it actually starts at like 2 a.m., uh, on Friday, but uh, they are the last show uh, on Thursday here. Uh, no Peace Underground, Murder Mania, which I guess gives a pretty good idea uh, of what the uh, the show is going to be. Uh, Tony Deppin versus Jake something. We have Casanova Valentine versus old school deathmatch legend Madman Pondo uh, with special guest referee Marcus Crane. We have Shane Mercer versus Neil Diamond Cutter versus Jake Crist versus Gary J versus Lucky 13. The Hollowed versus Nolan El- Edward and Wolf Taylor and Ace Austin versus Jamie Senegal. So now what's interesting, interesting about this show is it appears that at least by my, uh, you know, me looking at this, this Murder Mania show, it looks like three of the matches are not going to be death matches, right? I doubt Tony Deppin and Jake something. They might dabble in it a little bit. I don't think the Shane Mercer multi-man one might, but, it, you know, it, it might double, deb, you know, get in there a little bit. I don't know if Ace Austin's really going out there and taking a bunch of light tube shots over the head, so we're really left with, you know, the Hollowed versus Nolan Edward and Wolf Taylor, which will probably have elements of that, and maybe by design, leaving it all for Casanova Valentine and Madman Pondo to absolutely just absolutely kill each other, <laughs> you know, in, in that, uh, what I presume would be at least be the main event or, or, or the semi-main event, but, but what do you gather from this uh, No Peace Underground Murder Mania show? It's an interesting card. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think on paper it might be the most interesting card out of all of the No Peace Underground ones. Like, I'm actually really curious about Deppin versus something. Uh, because, like, in theory, if that was, like, a match in, like, a normal ring, then I would have, like, no concerns that they would deliver. But I'm really not sure if Deppin's, like, I think something style could work well without a ring. But especially Deppin's style, I'm not sure how he's going to make that work without a ring, really. So I'm really curious how that's going to go. But like these are two of the better workers on the indies right now. So I'm pretty confident that they're actually going to deliver something really interesting. And yeah, as you said, I think a lot of the show is actually going to go a bit lighter on the deathmatch stuff and then really just focus in on the uh, Valentine versus Pondo match, which that should be absolutely nuts as well. Like, I mean, talking about Eric Ryan having no regards for his body, like Casanova Valentine, especially Madman Pondo, have no regards for their bodies at all. So that should be fascinating as well. And I'm actually kind of interested in, t- in the multi-man as well, just because that might have deathmatch elements, but it's really... Because most of the people in there are deathmatch guys. And I mean, Mercer isn't, but he's done it a little bit. So like, mm-hmm. if there's any other match on the card, that probably is going to be... Because if that is a deathmatch, it's probably going to be absolutely nuts. Like, given the like people that are involved in this, like they are just probably going to come up with some just completely insane spots with all of the bodies in there and they're just gonna like be flying all over the place and just breaking shit and there's just gonna be light tube dust just covering the entire arena so. yeah and, and and mercer's a good guy at what you know kind of doing the hybrid style where he will um if somebody wants to go through a light tube he will definitely like power bomb you or body slam you through the light tube i don't think he's gonna take too many of those shots uh these days especially and that's and that's a good way to do it if you got Somebody that really wants to take those shots, yeah. Hey, well, you know, jump into me and I'll toss you into a bunch of light tubes. So it makes for a really cool element too, because like you said, he's so much bigger and just a, a just a stronger man than most of these other guys. So it actually it, it lends itself to a pretty uh, a pretty cool show. So this one looks on paper like it's going to be a pretty short show, which would be kind of cool too if it just if it was over an hour and it all builds up to 
that main event of, you know, and, and I don't think anybody would really care. And uh, interestingly enough, though, this one is not taking place at Soundbar. This is actually taking place at the uh, the the, the, uh, the Cuban Club, or not the Cuban Club, uh, the other event that uh, IWTV, uh, the, the Gandhi Boulevard, uh, I forget what exactly this building is called. Let me let me double check what this building is called. So that is, do we know that this is gonna is this gonna also be the no ring, or are they just gonna go eighty one Bay Brewery? That's that's eighty yeah. one Bay Brewing Company. So I don't know if they're going officially no ring or just taking the ropes off or, or what they're gonna do here. Yeah, because that's actually what I've been wondering about as well. Because yeah, as I said, like it's in a different venue. So and looking at the card, it doesn't really seem like a card that they would normally book for like a no ring show. So. I, I and I would also question, obviously, like do those like IWTV really want them like taking apart the ring, uh, like in between shows, especially if it's like a short show, and them having to do all of the additional work of like taking the ring apart and then putting it back together after the show. So I might be curious, yeah, if maybe it is just going to be like a normal show of like just normal ring, and you just they just wrestle in it. Or if it's going to be like at least maybe like a no ropes gimmick and they're just going to do that. Because like, I, I just can't imagine that they're going to take the ring apart for one show. Like that seems so much effort for, I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see how that goes. Yeah, maybe. I mean, at the at the easiest and especially it being the last show of the, the night, maybe you just take the ropes off and the guys just brawl around the bar area and stuff like that. You know, bar, brawl in the crowd pretty quickly. I would guess that's it. But yeah, they're not taking this ring down. That's a lot of work to do, you know, yeah. especially when it's got to be back up, you know, the next day at, at, at like what noon or something like that. So it, it seems, yeah, it seems pretty tough to uh, uh, to, to pull off. But that is uh, that is. Murder Mania from uh, No Peace Underground. We'll jump now to our next show that we're going to uh, talk about here, and that is also on IWTV, also from 81 Bay Brewery, Tony Deppin's Beer House, a perfect show to happen at a brewery. That's going on Saturday, April 10th at noon, so a nice early way to get your uh, Saturday start off with a little bit of beer house. Uh, so this is replacing a, uh, a show that uh, a lot of people were, were very curious what was going to happen when uh, Synergy Pro Wrestling, uh, I, I don't even know how we describe it, uh, they uh, got themselves in some hot water, uh, if we if we should say, and they had to go away forever, and now Tony Deppin's Beer House uh, takes place in their spot. Uh, what do you make of, of, so this is obviously taking from the GCW model of Here's a, a, a wrestler that people know about, and here's his quote-unquote theme show here with Tony Deppin's Beer House. Uh, so instead of a Joey Janela Spring Break or a uh, Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F, it is now a Tony Deppin's uh, Beer House. What do you make of that sort of branding of shows? Is that something you like, or is it something you wish we maybe got away from <laughs> a little bit? So essentially, the main reason I actually signed up to do the preview for the show was because it's called Beer House, and I'm like, well, I'm the... I'm the German here, so I obviously need to sign up for the show called Beer House in a Brewery. You're right. For and the also, record, Paul yeah. Paul offered it. I didn't say, Paul, you need to cover Beer House because of your... <laughs> for the record, that was Paul's choice, not mine. So there you go. Yeah. I actually live within walking distance of a brewery as well, just to fulfill the stereotype. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, I mean, I think generally... I mean, it's very obvious that this was, like, booked, like, very quickly and just, like, kind of on the fly. I'm still a little bit disappointed, to be honest, with the card overall. Like, I actually had a bit more expectations that maybe Deppin would come up with something more interesting than this. But I guess he just made do with what he had, I suppose. But, uh, I mean, generally, yeah, I, I think we could definitely do with, like, a little less, like, wrestler-branded shows, like, I mean, Tony Deppin's Beer House, it's definitely a fun name and everything, but like I think Janela kind of kicked off an unfortunate trend uh, with the spring break. 
Oh, no doubt. Yeah, for for sure. So yeah, the, the, so as of this recording, for the record, we were recording this a, a week before uh, the show was going to take place. Uh, Tony Deppin, as far as my sheet is, and I don't know if anything's changed for you, does he have a match on his own show or no? Nope. That's actually what I noticed as well. Like, he's not booked on his own show. Now, I don't know if they're hoping and praying and waiting to get some confirmation about some opponent or uh, the biggest oversight in history, but you got to work your own show, right? you got to work your produce show. I guess it has Is he going to be in the back with a headset, like, booking everything? Like, oh, no, no. That's that's what (laughs) I'm thinking. He's like, I'm not going to book myself, so I'm just not, like, that might be really the thing where he's just like, oh, yeah, my name's on it, but I'm not actually going to book myself on my own show, but... Yeah, maybe he's just waiting for, like, his opponent, or maybe he, like, because, like, it appears that he's, like, he might be on a Ring of Honor contract, right? Because he's, like, in a new faction and everything. Right, right. So, like, maybe there's, like, a limited amount of, like, matches he's allowed to work Mania Weekend. So maybe that's why, like, when this show came together, like, maybe he already, like, fully booked his contingent for WrestleMania Weekend, and he's booking the show, but he can't actually work it. It's very strange, but uh, yeah, I, I again, well, it might change. We might look like idiots here when they announce, oh, it's Tony Deppin versus <laughs> this person that we couldn't, you know, we couldn't want to reveal ahead of time. But I mean, at this point, I'd probably want to reveal. Probably announced the match just now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As we're, as we're <laughs> I will. Ch- I will honestly check before we uh, we get off the air here. But uh, real quick, here's the uh, the rundown of the show here. J.D. Drake versus Jordan Oliver. Uh, Braden Lee versus Ace Austin. Myron Reed versus Matt Vertigo. Tank versus one called Manders. And Simon Grimm versus Brandon Kirk. So it's not a bad show it's just not a particularly memorable show to me like there's those all those matches sound okay to me and i'm interested in you know checking them out but it's hard to get like you know it's hard to anticipate this show in in that way does that make sense like if i'm here and if i'm watching it if i turn it on and it's on i'll be like oh yeah this is a pretty good show but it's like not a show that i feel like i'm gonna go out of my way to watch yeah no like definitely for me as well like i'm gonna watch it because it is on one of the like europe friendly times so like I think I can definitely watch it, like, if, like, I remember that it's on. But again, like, I need to actually remember that the show is on for me to watch it, which isn't really a good indicator of my anticipation levels for the shows, because otherwise I would probably, like, set a clock and make sure that I will definitely catch the show. And in this case, I don't think I'm going to go through that effort. I'm just going to be, like, if I just happen to have, like, IWTV on and the show starts, then I'm going to watch it, and otherwise... I might give this one a miss at first and then maybe see like if anything comes out of it that like people recommend and then maybe go back and watch that. But yeah, it seems like a solid enough show. Like I don't think like it's gonna disappoint anyway. Like I don't think it's gonna be a bad show either, but like it could be very, very good, but it could also be just okay as well. Yeah, and, and one of the cool things about this show as well is that they're doing, you know, they're, they're taking donations as well for people that were booked on that first Synergy Wrestling show, and, and obviously uh, that show not <laughs> happening. So we'll, we'll share some of the, the, the money they make from the donations and from the show uh, and share it with. Well, I uh, hope it's not going to everyone that was booked on Yes, that <laughs> there are some people that probably <laughs> don't need to get paid uh, for their involvement in, in Synergy Wrestling. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, given, given the circumstances, I think a pretty good card and a pretty cool thing uh, to get things together. Uh, in time. So the last show we're going to talk about now, also on Saturday, uh, April 10th, going head-to-head, presumably with WrestleMania. We don't know exactly what time WrestleMania is going to happen, but I'm guessing it will be sometime around the 10th, 7 to, uh, to 10 p.m. Um, uh, no Peace Underground, Shallow Graves, starting at midnight, well, 11.59. I don't know how long WrestleMania is going to. I, God, I hope it's not going until midnight or whatever. I'm assuming <laughs> it'll be done. 
I don't know if people are still going to be interested in watching wrestling, so that's why I'm kind of saying it's competing against WrestleMania because it's competing against just an ungodly amount of time. But hey, if you're done with WrestleMania and say, God damn it, I need more wrestling in my life, you have no peace underground, shallow graves. Uh, that is taking place, uh, it, uh, on, uh, as I said, Saturday at 11.59 p.m. The show, Sue Young versus G. Raver, Bam Sullivan versus Bobby Beverly, Mance Warner versus Connor Claxton, Alice Cologne versus Masada, uh, and as well announced participants, Eric Redbeard, the former uh, Eric Rowan, uh, the, the Hustle and the Muscle, Jimmy Lloyd, and the Ann Perro and Obsidian are also going to be on that show. That has some really cool stuff in there. Mance Warner, Connor Claxton, that sounds cool. Alex Cologne versus Masada sounds like a bloodbath. And then Sue Young versus G. Raver. That's a very interesting match because <laughs> G. Raver's a guy who, who there's, I, I mean, no offense to G. Raver. I'm sure he would probably admit the same. Not really a great wrestler, but a pretty good deathmatch wrestler. <laughs> is Sue Young doing a death, or is she just going to hit him with shit? Like, because I don't, I don't see Sue Young taking a bunch of light tube shots, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 11.59 on Saturday, she says, fuck it, let's do it live, and, and, and goes for it. So, I don't know. What, what do you, what do you make of, of this very, very interesting card here? Uh, I think def- I think Sue, I think she has done a little bit of death. Like, I'm not 100% certain, but I think she's done a little bit of it. So I think she's actually going to do some, like, deathmatch stuff in this match as well. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about a lot of people having no regards for their bodies already in regards to deathmatches. And I think the king of having no regard for his own body is definitely G-Raver, just based on, like, the absolute insane stuff that he's, like, done to his body throughout his career so far. Like, the one that will always stick out in my mind is on that first uh, GCW Backyard Wrestling show where he just takes that hellacious bump uh, from the top of a building through some, like, con- <laughs> chair, for some table contraption that they build and he got gets buried below it. And I think there was actually a brief moment where people feared that he was dead. Uh, he wasn't, but like, he was fine, but, like, it looked scary as hell. So I well, th- I almost I saw him die. Just based on that, like she's. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, he did actually die in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, so yeah that, was that, that was pretty close to that, and that's the last deathmatch show I've, I've gone to. Obviously, for for a number of circumstances, including a pandemic. But uh, that was one where I was like, ah, dude, I don't know if I really want to go see this stuff live. Like literally, a man like minutes away from potentially bleeding out and dying uh, in front of me. So that that's when you really kind of have to look in the mirror and go, all right, hold on a minute. <laughs> so, yes, G-Raver, absolutely no regard for his body whatsoever. So I am fascinated by that match uh, with, with Sue Young versus G-Raver. Yeah. I think lucky for, like, I think lucky for, uh, not lucky for, uh, Connor Claxton versus uh, Manser. That's going to be nuts as well. Like, they're probably going to go crazy too. Like, on this one, I'm actually curious, curious if this one is going to be a no-ring show or not. Because this is the one. This this is the only no piece show that is on GCW, right? So like, okay. Which is also like an actually really interesting like wrinkle of this that like no piece. I think it's the only promotion that does both IWTV and GCW. I was I was gonna bring that up because it's very interesting. So they they are doing that first show at Soundbar. That's kind of themselves. That's their own thing. Mm-hmm. They're independent of that. That's where they usually run. The next day, uh, the one that we were talking about, uh, the Murder Mania, that is taking place in IWTV, and it'll be a part of the you know the, <laughs> the showcase of the independence. And then this show is on the GCW Collective. So I don't know, just just the absolute the best workers, the only one they can get along with everybody. <laughs> they're running everything. They're, they're 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 doing their own thing. They're running with IWTV, and they're running with GCW. So yeah, again, a, a, an interesting wrinkle here. It is the last show of the day, so it's easy to kind of take apart the ring or, or take you know do whatever, and presumably. This one more so in the show we talked about before, the Murder Mania, 
Murder Mania is tough because they have to bring that ring back together the next day and do all that sort of yeah. stuff. This one, they presumably could knock it, take it down uh, after their uh, unsanctioned pro show because that's it for them. That's it for GCW. That's it for you know the collective. So this may be, I don't know, this might be an actual no ring one because I could justify they could justify this a little bit because they're done after this. They're, they're not running anything on Sunday. So uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, again, I'm very fascinated. Yeah, if it's just no ropes, if it's just kind of brawl around the ring or they literally take the ring away is, is going to be fascinating to see. Every one of these shows, a <laughs> real question of what the hell the venue is going to look like, which is, I guess, pretty cool. Maybe they're going to like take the part like maybe they're going to take apart the ring as the show goes on ah, that's not a bad idea yeah yeah you can use the <laughs> wrench you know this guy's got a wrench and someone grabs the wrench from the guy yeah. and hits the other guy yeah i like that it's wrench connor clacks like that's the like it's just it's a take a ring apart as wrench. <laughs> that actually would be really cool like you take the ring apart and you just hit each other with parts of the ring that's that yeah, honestly really yeah cool that'd be cool idea. you know strip the strip the mat off throw him onto the, the you know yeah. champa style you can ddt him out of the wood you use the wood yeah you've come to something right here we might have to slide in some dms yeah. and say hey if you guys haven't had this idea yet take the ring apart while the show is going on which would definitely uh and let the fans get involved like fans should know how to you know take a ring apart you never know when, you never know when you need to you know loosen the ropes and yeah. stuff so yeah um, and I'm sure everyone there is vaccinated, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, it anyway, so cares. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Boy, all right. Well, <laughs> and by the way, that that match, uh, Alex Cologne versus Masada, sounds right up my alley as well. That is definitely Alex Cologne. Uh, we've talked about it a few times, or we're going to talk about it a few times on the show. But he is far and away my favorite deathmatch guy. Uh, I think he he's one of the like like similar to Masashi Takeda in 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 Japan, a guy that I think is a legitimately great wrestler that also is like a really good deathmatch guy. And when you blend those two, and you have like athleticism and speed and ability and stuff, and you're a deathmatch guy, you can really take that next leap up and and, yeah. and really stand out. And and I absolutely think Alex Colon is is that guy. Yeah, no, I've always been like a huge fan of like Alex Colon, like both his deathmatch stuff as well as his just like more like traditional like wrestling outings like when he was in ccw's best of the best and things like that like yeah, as you said like he's tremendously he's like a genuinely great worker and if, he also seems to be like a really like you made a takeda comparison but i think he's also like a really big big japan fan and i think he dropped some hints as well that he actually would have like done a tour with big japan last year if the pandemic hadn't happened and like now i'm sad but like i really hope that that can happen and well maybe not this year i don't know the way things go in Japan, but like hopefully maybe in like 2022, like he can be like works on big Japan because I think I want to see like him and Takeda in Japan. Like that would be like absolutely bonkers. Yeah, he'd, he'd excel there for sure. I mean, he would definitely stand yeah. out. And like you said, he, he can go, too. So he could do strong. You know, if you want to put him in a non-death match, just a, you know, a big Japan strong division match, he can go. And, 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 Yashi versus Cologne. Huh? Right, yeah, like and, and not really match, stand yeah. out. And then you put him in the de- – and then, like, yeah, he's just a next-level great death match wrestler, too. So, yeah, that that uh, I'm very excited about. Not because I, I – Masada's terrible, but <laughs> that's all right. You know what? He's very good <laughs> at getting hit by shit and, and bleeding. So uh, that, that you know, that could definitely work there. And I'm uh, very curious as well is Eric Redbeard, uh, uh, Eric Rowan. Uh, his involvement in this show because I think I think let me double check I don't recall him in any other shows this weekend that's it so he's showing up on Saturday mm-hmm. at midnight and saying yeah I'll work your no ring deathmatch thing and then he's out and that's <laughs> it for him unless he's making an appearance on uh, one of the nights of Wrestlemania but that is it for uh, Eric Redbeard so I don't know weird <laughs> that would be actually very interesting if he like randomly had a match on mania and then has to like get out of there he has to like hit yeah guys i gotta to go yeah quickly to get to know he's underground <laughs> right like they want you to stay and for I'm, the end I'm of the show and he... shake everyone's hand but he's like i gotta go guys i got shallow graves <laughs> at the cuban club <laughs> because that one also seems like a hundred percent deathmatch so based on the card like so far so i'm mm-hmm. curious if he's gonna work a deathmatch as well 
because I'm not too familiar with like his work before WWE. Like he did, he was like a really low level like indie guy, right? Yeah, before I don't WWE. recall. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen any of his pre WWE stuff ever. And I mean, he was a really really early. Uh, signee on, on the developmental. I yeah. mean, he was like 2011. He got signed there. I think in, a few years into his career. Yeah. So I know that he he did tour Japan, but I think that it was all like either with like Noah or some other companies as well. Because I know he did a little bit of Noah's dojo and and, and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know that he's ever really truly done a, a deathmatch deathmatch. But I don't know. Maybe he's got the he's got the itch or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, fascinating. Yeah, one, one, one only more into that beard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you could <laughs> make it work. So, uh, Paul, thank you so much for helping us uh, preview uh, these shows. Uh, anything else besides the one that we've talked about? Maybe uh, real quickly before we get out of here, a show that you're looking forward to, that you, you're excited to watch, despite the time zone difference, despite having to kind of work stuff out, things that you're going to maybe upset your sleep schedule to make sure that you're going to be able to watch. Um, I think Violence X Suffering, I think, has like a really solid show uh, on the weekend. Like that one looks like a pretty good card overall and i'm actually curious about some of these like really obscure shows of like with like people on it that i've never ever heard before because i'm always really interested in like discovering new people so like those like guava mania shows on zovar and all of that kind of really weird super low level indie stuff that sounds really really fascinating so i'm curious to check that out yeah, and and that's a, that's a show that we're uh, we're not sure just yet if it's actually going to appear on on uh, it will stream live or if it's going to be uh, available the next day. But it's the same thing with the GCW we run this town. The the other GCW stuff is uh, there's some really interesting cards on there with a bunch of people I've never seen before. Uh, but only a few of them are are, are are pegged to be streaming right now, which kind of stinks because it'd be a really cool opportunity. Uh, to see, like you said, I, I'm right with you. This is I'm using this weekend as an opportunity to try to watch stuff that I I've seen everybody that's going to work for Spring Break. I've seen everybody who's going to work for you know the, these shows here and there. This weekend I'm using as like, hey, this person I've never seen before. Let me see what they have. Let me see if there's some talent there. Let me see what's going on. And I think uh, IWTV uh, doing a pretty good job of, of of showcasing a lot of people that I have never seen yeah. before. Uh, and like you said, there's some other shows out there for sure. Uh, that are showcasing people. So yeah, that that is what I'm using this weekend for as well. Is is instead of you know seeing familiar shows with familiar names, I'm going to try to branch out a little bit more and 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 watch people I've never seen before uh, in this opportunity that they have to kind of showcase themselves uh, in, in yeah. this WrestleMania weekend. So right there with you. So uh, Paul, before we go, if you want to get your last little plug out of the way, and then uh, then we'll bid you adieu. So the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you could follow me on Twitter, but like I don't actually ever tweet anything because that's my number one rule so i just retweet Smart. my articles or voice of wrestling stuff and that's it uh yeah so i guess if you want to do that you can do that i guess you're going to put the link somewhere in the uh description or something so i guess you can find it there i don't <laughs> want to say it because i'm too lazy so <laughs> i love it yeah no you, you're doing twitter right is what you should do with twitter is not use it and that's uh, or just use it for shameless self-promotion and that's it so that that yeah. is that is the <laughs> smart way uh to use twitter and the smart way to use social media so paul uh thank you so much for doing this and uh glad to hear you're you're finally maybe done with your traveling for a little bit here <laughs> yeah <laughs> not fun traveling so well. that you've been doing <laughs> as well so uh not the traveling for fun or for pleasure but uh <laughs> hopefully you're done but uh thank you again for helping us come on here and uh have a fun uh, wrestlemania weekend yeah, thank you, and uh, have a good one, Rich. Support for the Voices of Wrestling WrestleMania Weekend previews also come from our friends at ExpressVPN, the world's largest premium VPN service provider, founded all the way back in 2009, one of the most reliable 
VPNs you can find. Over 3,000 servers in 160 VPN server locations in over 94 countries. Easy to use apps for Windows, Mac, Android, and iOS, as well as platforms that other VPN companies do not support. Linux, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, routers, browser extensions for Chrome and Firefox. It is the only provider that unblocks streaming services, not just on the VPN, but also using media streamer on devices like Apple TV, PlayStation, Xbox, and smart TVs. ExpressVPN has best in-class encryption and allows you to access content anywhere free of geo-restrictions. Use it on Disney+, Hulu, HBO Max, Netflix, and most importantly, WWE Network. So if you're ready to ditch Peacock, you're not really loving what you're seeing out of Peacock, ExpressVPN can help you. Voicesofwrestling.com slash express is how you can sign up today. Access WWE Network from anywhere in the world that's not America because well, we're stuck with Peacock right now. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Blazing Fast Speeds 24-7 customer support through their live chat. Unconditional 30-day money back guarantee. So if things do not work for you, you can't get it to work. Their support chat can't help you. Unconditional 30-day money back guarantee. You can also have five simultaneous connections as well. A uh, huge network, as we said, of VPN servers, works on every device, works on Netflix, world-class privacy and security, unblocks popular services. You can stream sports directly as well if you're an LB fan. Uh, obviously, we mentioned this with LMB you know, kicking off hot and heavy. Great opportunity to, hey, you're, you're in your local market, you can't watch an MLB, MLB TV. That's not true. You can watch with Express uh, VPN. They also have a wide range of payment methods, including international credit cards, PayPal, Bitcoin, Union Pay, Alipay, and all the other good stuff as well. You can sign up on your terms as well as they have year plans, one month plans, uh, additional shorter plans as well. So whatever you want to do, whatever plan wants to work for you, they will make it work. Again, as we said, 30-day unconditional money-back guarantee and 24-7 customer support through live chat. So ExpressVPN uh, can get you back to your normal WWE network and can do so much more for you as well. Voicesofwrestling.com slash express is how you're going to get started there. Voicesofwrestling.com slash express is how you get started on ExpressVPN. We thank them, of course, for their support of the WrestleMania Weekend Preview Series. All right, I'm going to help us continue to preview WrestleMania Weekend, a new contributor here to Voices of Wrestling, and the first time you're going to hear him on these WrestleMania Weekend previews, Ruel Castillo. Ruel, how's it going? Going well, sir. Going well. How are you? Good, good, good. So uh, since it is your first time doing any of these WrestleMania, uh, this is your first time on any audio of Voices of Wrestling. Am I correct? Or have you? That is correct. This All is right. So you're, 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 uh, we're going to pop the cherry here a little bit, a little version. <laughs> <laughs> VOW. Uh, so be gentle but, with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I will try. I'll try. But uh, we're talking NXT. Things can get wild. There might be a thousand year old woman that might uh, kill you. So you don't know what, what, <laughs> what might happen on these shows. So uh, before we get started on talking about uh, NXT, uh, you want to get your plugs out of the way, let people know where they can follow you or they can see some of your work and anything else you want to uh, shout out here. Um, you can definitely find my work on voicesofwrestling.com. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Capo Castillo. There we go. All right. So let's talk about uh, first, as we're asking everybody here, WrestleMania weekend memories. So we, we talked a little bit off air before we got recording, uh, recording here that you have never been to a WrestleMania weekend. Uh, and actually, you, you gave me a little interesting thing about why maybe you haven't went out of your way to go to WrestleMania weekend as well. Financial aside, if you had all the money <laughs> in the world, there's still a little bit of a hang up of, of why you might not want to go to a WrestleMania weekend, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, well, yeah, because I actually feel that commentary is a 
vital part to the wrestling experience for me. And lacking that commentary, I just I don't quite get as much enjoyment, um, especially great commentary where the booth is accentuating a match to a perfect degree. The way that uh, the booth will try to do for an event like Mania, um, if you don't quite have that, I feel like you miss some of the experience. And in fact, often when I've gone to a live show, I'll still watch the recorded show so I can go back and get the full experience with the uh, commentary. So I imagine you have not enjoyed much uh, World Wrestling Entertainment Wrestling in a lot of years if commentary is important to you. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, it's a tough one because I find myself uh, muting and, and, and avoiding like uh, WWE commentary like the plague. So uh, uh, It's rough. I'll admit it's rough. And, and to be perfectly <laughs> honest, um, I actually had been very unplugged from WWE's uh, shows for quite some time. So I do have to give a shout out to uh, my good friend Jason Perry. Uh, he's the one who kind of gave me a bit of a primer leading into uh, the current storylines of NXT so I could get up to speed while I was catching up with what it was that they were building up to for uh, Stand and Deliver. So um, without him, I wouldn't be able to have this conversation with you. There we go. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, to you and your friend for getting us ready here. So let's talk about these two NXT shows. Uh, first time that NXT is running two nights on WrestleMania weekend because exactly what everybody needs is more World Wrestling Entertainment content uh, in their lives. Two nights of NXT TakeOver. Uh, we have the first one, obviously, is going to be on their normal Wednesday time slot. So it'll be on USA. I believe it is streaming commercial free as well. Uh, on Peacock. So there's two different ways to watch this one. NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, Night 1, running pretty much on their own on Wednesday, obviously uh, for, running on their own for WrestleMania weekend purposes, but also running a head-to-head with uh, a, a Dynamite that week, or as, as usual. Uh, and No Peace Underground Fatalism also going on at the same time uh, as well. So a few different uh, ways that you can uh, use your, your, your wrestling viewing here. But let's talk about Night 1 of Stand and Deliver. Uh, Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's title. Uh, MSK versus the Grizzled Young Veterans versus Legado Del Fantasma for the NXT Tag Team titles. A six-man gauntlet eliminator match to determine the number one contender for the North American Championship. Uh, we're still kind of, I think, uh, I, do we have the full lineup of those guys? I, I forget we if do. we did. Yeah, oh, after after we this do. week we did, yeah. So we, uh, we even have the order as well of the, of the gauntlet. So I'll, I'll try to get that and make sure we, we have that. But I know it's Leon. Okay, so here it is. Leon Ruff, uh, Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knights, the uh, the former Eli Drake. Uh, and then presumably, I, actually, I don't know if it's our main event. Yoshirai versus Raquel might be our main event, but a match that I know a lot of people are looking forward to. Uh, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. So of those matches, uh, which one has your interest uh, peaked the most? Night one is not an easy night for me. Um I suppose it's going to be Walter versus Ciampa just based off of uh, what both of those uh, performers are com- uh, capable of in the ring. Um, I am not very invested in that story, though. Um, but just uh, all things being equal, I do think that uh, Walter versus Ciampa is likely going to be the highlight of night one. I forgot to mention as well, I, I, I completely skipped over this, Pete Dunne versus Kushida, which <laughs> should be, I love how I just completely forgot about that, which I guess speaks to these men's uh, current oh. uh, run in NXT. Is that I was you like, know what, oh, right, I'm going re- to revise my, uh, I'm going to revise my statement. <laughs> uh, Dunne versus Kushida is actually the match of the entire two nights that I'm looking forward I to. I know, I feel most. so bad I missed that one, but uh, yeah. Um, I, do, I feel bad too, because uh, the site that I'm looking at the card on didn't add it, Um and uh, I was looking at a different site uh, the other day that did have it, and I was like, there feels like there's something missing on night one, but I can't put my finger on it for the life of me. And, of course, it's the match I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, that sounds – I mean, this 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 night one is is pretty stacked in terms of, like, 
good wrestling. I mean, like night two maybe has a little bit more of the pomp and circumstance, has maybe a little bit more of what people might go out of their way to watch, which is actually an interesting way that, that, that they structure these two nights. Because to me, I would structure night one as more of my my big stars, my, you, you know, a, a, anticipate, like Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, I would absolutely put on night one because you have the idea of, hey, we're going head to head with Dynamite. We're doing that sort of stuff. I guess it speaks to the fact that they probably just don't even care anymore. <laughs> and especially moving well, to Tuesdays, they might just be like, ah, whatever, who cares? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, if, if you're looking at it from that perspective, I think that NXT is in retreat now, right? Um, they've yeah. already admitted that they're moving to Tuesdays and they're they're not going to be fighting AEW, at least not with NXT as the vector for that. So, um, you know, why why load up that card to what get get one victory lap while you're on your way out the door? Like, it's not really much of a victory, then, is it? Um, so you might as well save that um, to build up people to go to Peacock, which is your new partnership. And True. Uh, hopefully maybe, you know, let's say. 100,000 people sign up for Peacock on Thursday and decide to watch NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. At least that's a decent look to NBC, um, who, you know, I think there's probably a bigger win for that than, oh, we uh, we got more in the demo or we got more in total viewers for one night as we moved the very next week to a new night. Um, that is a great point. Yeah, no, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. And, and something I really hadn't thought of is, yeah, the, the bigger anticipation is, hey, night two on Peacock, not on USA. The only way you can watch it is on Peacock. And it's all these matches that you probably, you know, your normal fan might be, you know, your casual fan might be a little bit more interested in seeing Colin O'Reilly and Balor versus Cross and those sort of things. And that's going to be on Peacock. So come, yeah, you, you, I think you hit the nail on the head there. We'll we'll, we'll stack kind of our, our more wrestling show on, on night one and and you know watch if you want <laughs> it's against that you know whatever and then night two yeah a little bit more of the anticipated um stuff so yeah i think you hit the nail on the head there that's it's a really good point uh about that but yeah night one i mean i i, I really am looking forward to night one i think every every single match on night one sounds awesome like msk and grizzly young veterans they obviously put together one of my favorite tag team matches uh, of the year earlier in this year and then you add you know raul mendoza and, and joaquin wild to that match as well uh I'm. I don't love triple threat matches in normal circumstances. I kind of get annoyed about triple threats, but this one has the opportunity to have a lot of guys do a lot of really, really cool shit. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, I'm fine with that. As you said, Pete Dunne versus Kushida. I mean, two like of the the best wrestlers of this generation uh, in the ring. There, that should be pretty awesome. A uh, six man gauntlet eliminator. <sighs> I'm not Ooh. as yeah. There's. So it's kind of a rough go uh, of that match. Like Swerve is <laughs> is solid, Leon Ruff is solid. I like Bronson Reed. Cameron Grimes is solid. The character's a little over the top, and it also has Dexter Loomis and LA Knight in it too. So I don't know <laughs> that one. I don't. Well, know. Uh, you're about to get really disappointed in that one because uh, it's pretty much a lock. Loomis is winning that. Yeah, exactly. So um, don't love it. <laughs> like my my problem with um, since you brought both of those matches up, um, the three way for the NXT tags and the gauntlet for the North American title shot is I think that the booking is very obvious with both of these. Um, so you've got uh, MSK and uh, Legado Dale Fantasma, and they kind of have a little bit of beef going into things. Um, and grizzled young veterans are just kind of these, you know, hard hitting uh, jerky guys that really just want to be champs. Um, but they don't really, in my view, have, built in rivalries with either of these teams. So it, that tells me MSK and Legato del Fantasma are going to cancel each other out, leaving grizzled young veterans um, as your likely favorites. And I feel that the gauntlet eliminator is the same dynamic. Ruff and Swerve have beef. Uh, Reed and uh, LA Knight have beef. 
Uh, Cameron Grimes is a joke, and Dexter Loomis is the only person who actually has any kind of vendetta or involvement with uh, the North American champion for night two. So when you have a bunch of people who have beef canceling each other out, it doesn't leave many um, it doesn't leave many creative story options to advance a guy like a Swerve Scott or Bronson Reed versus um, uh, Gargano for night two. It just who cares? The only right. person who has a reason to fight Gargano is Loomis. Well, and and that you're right. That, like they kind of showed their hand a little bit there with the yeah, obviously be Johnny Gargano versus you know the Gauntlet Eliminator winner. Loomis is the one that's been capturing <laughs> you know brainwashing now, all of Johnny Gargano's friends. So it seems like a very obvious thing, but they'll probably swerve it and it'll be fucking LA Knight or something. You know I mean? Just to, just to and, make and us all look course, like idiots. Because, so, yeah. Well, I if they would have kept theory in the match, then I would have been like, gosh, I really don't know who's going to win. Um, I would have I would have narrowed it down probably to Theory and Loomis, but Theory got like hey, I think is one of the first eliminated in the battle royal or whatever. So I suppose what they can do is Leon Ruff obviously surprised everybody and you know beat Johnny for the title a few uh, a few months ago at this point. Or few, yeah, I forget exactly when that was. So I guess in a little bit of your brain you could say, oh maybe Leon Ruff, but like you're right, it's it, it's pretty much down to and Cameron Grimes. They're just gonna have him you know do something oh, stupid with his money and slip on it or something like that. You know, so. yeah, like. Um, now, one match I did want to spend a little bit of time talking about is uh, and get some of your thoughts was Shirai versus Gonzalez. Um, have you watched any of NXT to this point? I have. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all caught up. So I don't understand this build. Um, Shirai's the baby face, right? <laughs> yes, I think. So <laughs> I don't know why she got her ass kicked seven times last week. Well, yeah. First. She keeps on picking fights with Ra- Raquel yes. Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez is just living her life, right? Doing her thing, and Shirai just comes out of nowhere to beat her ass, and then gets and then gets her ass absolutely handed to her every, every time, time, right? Yes. So that tells me either Shirai has to win, which I I think she's beaten like everybody on the women's roster a bunch of times up to this point, or you have Gonzalez win and you just make. Shirai look exceedingly weak? I I don't know. It's strange because I'm I'm anticipating the match because I really think that like I think Raquel Gonzalez is, is, is super cool. I love her style. And I think it was, it was Shirai, it's gonna be perfect. I mean, Shirai just doing jumping, Shirai doing her flying, Raquel grabbing her, doing you know, there's a lot of really, really cool ways that this match can go. But you're absolutely right. I have no earthly idea what they're doing with this build. Because yeah, if you did not see this last week, we're not we're not exaggerating. When I said seven times, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it was legit four times on the last NXT, this last weekend's NXT, where Raquel Gonzalez is backstage and he was Shirai would come out and just start fighting with her and beat and, and oh I'm gonna beat your ass. And then Raquel would whoop her ass every single time. And it's like, this is the worst baby face I've ever seen in my life. She's picking fights out of nowhere and then losing those fights. Like, Batman doesn't just, like, storm into Joker's, you know, and then and the Joker beats his ass and they're like, oh, fuck, well, all right, well, I'll get you next time. And then Batman runs into, you know, like, that'd be terrible. Like, that's not a good way to do the story. So I don't know if there's some elaborate double turn going on here that we all, you know, they're playing chess and we're playing checkers or something. I don't know what the hell's going on with this build, but you're absolutely right. To me now, the only way that you can have this match end is Shirai has to win. Because if if Raquel does beat her, I mean, I guess unless Shirai is going to the main roster and this is kind of your way to write her out, but I think there's probably a better way to do it than make her look like an absolute dork and then just get her ass kicked once again by Raquel. So I, I'm very fast. I mean, the match itself, like, in a vacuum, I'm looking forward to it. But you're right, the build has been just completely bizarre for this. 
Yeah, and um, to your point, if she is going to the main roster, gosh, I feel sorry for Shirai, but, um, you know, I feel like it wasn't just last week's episode. It was like all month. Yeah. The second that Io Shirai decided Raquel Gonzalez is going to be my next uh, challenger, who Shirai picked her challenger, she has tried to attack Gonzalez when she's not ready, and it never ever works out week after week after week and last week it was like i think four different instances on that show i was shocked yeah it's it's a very like you said yeah picking a fight with somebody and then continuing to pick a fight a thousand times over the last month is a strange i'm gonna face you for the title okay i'm gonna beat you up before the match and try to you know knock you out before the match And it's like well you, you chose me like what are you doing yeah i i uh i don't know uh i would love to be able to give you a logical explanation for that but uh i can't because nxt is defying logic these days yeah and that's why i don't think we're subjected to a game of wicked 4d chess from uh the uh booking minds of nxt i just kind of feel like probably right yeah (laughs) they do a lot of stupid shit these days and there's no real explanation for it but one match that i think will not be any stupid shit walter uh versus Tommaso champa uh the only stupid shit will be them being stupid to each other just slapping and kicking and punching each other i am very much looking forward to this match uh, and seeing where it goes. And, and, and Walter, one of the more fascinating guys in wrestling these days. Uh, and Champa, a guy who's obviously never, doesn't fear taking big bumps or doesn't fear, you know, getting into a brawl and stuff. So this could be absolutely brutal. And I, I'm, I'm definitely here for it. Um, yeah, I think that Walter versus Champa is going to deliver in a lot of great ways, bell to bell. My concern is going to be the very end closing stretch of the match into the finish. Um, given that the story is that. There seems to be this tug of war between Champa and Imperium versus Timothy Thatcher. Um, having watched enough wrestling in my life, uh, I think uh, Champa, all things being equal, is probably one of the most dangerous threats to Walter's UK title reign. But Thatcher is going to be the fly in the ointment there. And I think that we're going to see a turn against Champa, and that's what's going to neutralize him in the end. But that's a very unsatisfying finish for what I feel would be a balls to the wall, uh, full tilt, step on the gas, beat the crap out of each other until you can't move match. You're absolutely right. Yeah. In, old, in, in what was you know classic NXT, you could just kind of like two years ago for previewing this for WrestleMania weekend, we could pretty much book it that the bell's going to ring. These guys are going to kick the fuck out of each other and then someone's going to win and they're going to be the new champion. You know what I mean? And, th- and that's that's the awesome part about it, the simplicity of it. But you're right now, like. We, we have to play this game with NXT because they're so obsessed now with turns and angles and this and that, 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 yeah, there, there's a very good chance that what we think is going to be a match where the bell's going to ring and these guys are going to kick the hell out of each other will actually largely be just to tell some story or some turn or whatever. And even if it's not, the idea that we have that in our head, that always kind of takes away. And that's why I always try to say, like, I like promotions that don't do that stuff as much because you can just watch the match and go, hey, I'm just going to watch this match and enjoy this match as opposed to kind of waiting for, okay, when's the moment going to come? When's this guy going to come out? When's this going to happen? And there's ways to tell those stories and make them interesting. And then there's ways where it just kind of distracts from the match. And instead, you're kind of waiting and anticipating for someone to run in or someone to turn. And, and, and yeah, that, that it, it is an unfortunate that we, we now have to do that with, uh, with NXT after being so clean and so you know easy to follow uh for years and years and years but let's let's jump to the next day now thursday april yes. 8th uh, oh sorry go ahead no no go go please uh oh thursday april 8th uh, a loaded day for wrestling uh this is going on at 8 p.m uh 
again, streaming live on Peacock, like you said, a great opportunity for more people to jump onto Peacock, which uh, I'm sure NBC will be very, very, very happy with. Uh, but as far as a wrestling fan, there is some real competition here if you're into a lot of different wrestling. You have ICW No Holds Barred Then and Now, which is a pretty cool looking show uh, on paper that's going on from IW uh, Independent Wrestling TV, as well as uh, a match that I think a lot of people listening, or a show I should say, that a lot of people listening might be interested in as well. Uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Six going head to head with this takeover, and that is going to be a real big decision for me as well as it stands come on i'm 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 leaning blood sport you're absolutely right so uh that that is uh, that's the one that i want to watch live more and i you know i'll watch i'll watch stand and deliver when when i can but uh let's talk about this night two show here uh, real quickly, uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Titles, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way, uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus The Gauntlet Eliminator. We both predicted Dexter Loomis uh, moving on there. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of assume that it's Dexter Loomis or, and, and, and go from there. Uh, ladder match. A ladder match. Got to have a ladder match. Can't be a, a, a WWE show this weekend without a ladder match. Uh, undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion, disputed champions here, Jordan Devlin versus the interim champion Santos Escobar and they'll get it decided WrestleMania 10 style uh, here on night two Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the NXT championship and then an unsanctioned match match Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly so if you are your dyed in the wool NXT fan this is a loaded show with a lot of stuff that you're going to love but if you're kind of a, a fan that likes a lot of different wrestling and, and again somebody who, who looks at Bloodsport and goes wow that's a really cool looking card I love Bloodsport it's going to be a tough one but yeah this this is a match or a show I should say definitely booked for like your hardcore NXT fans because there's so much story going on with this with Balor and Cross with Devlin and Escobar with Gargano and potentially Loomis uh, Cole and O'Reilly and then the Ember and Shotzi versus the way I mean it is it is the better book tonight I would say of of the two but one that I'm probably anticipating less than night one I think that night two is a, is supposed to be about payoffs and 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 potential blowoffs mm-hmm. um and I do think that we're going to see some culminations of stories so if you are invested in NXT stories night two is definitely for you um if you're invested in just kind of in-ring work it's really more about night one I feel uh, but night two is the culmination of a bunch of stories. And if you like NXT, if you watch NXT and you're like, I am an NXT fan, um, I think that night two should be fairly satisfying. Um, after what I have watched, I am probably more partial to night one. Uh, but I do think that there are some bright spots in night two to be had. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I'm looking, of course, I'm a little numb to, to ladder matches these days. Uh, they've seen so many of them, but uh, Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar in one sounds pretty awesome. That sounds like two guys that, that can definitely uh, make that sort of style of a match work. And I'm a little over like any Undisputed Era stuff, but I think Kyle O'Reilly is one of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now. Uh, and Adam Cole excels in like the quote-unquote unsanctioned matches, plunder stuff. So if this is what I anticipate it's going to be, that match on paper looks like it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. Uh, as well and should have you know, a lot of real cool stakes to it and a lot of cool work uh, in that one as well. The match that I'm, I'm really just not looking forward to, and there probably is a lot of NXT fans that are, uh, is Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross, and that's one I wanted to talk about with you for a bit. I mean, in mm-hmm. my mind, there's almost I, I'd almost bet my mortgage that Karrion Cross is going to win this match and win back the title. You know, Finn Balor's just kind of keeping it warm until Cross, you know, came back from his injury. But is there a possibility in your mind that Finn Balor retains here? Um, I think it depends on how much confidence they have in carrying cross back backstage. Um, he seems injury prone to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you and know, not particularly healthy help... either. I, I should note that no. too. I mean, he's come back and like, he's back, but mm, <laughs> it doesn't, he doesn't look great. He does not. He does not. Um, you know, so it depends on if they feel that they can belt him up with any level of confidence so that he can have a run. 
Now, um, I'm definitely not looking forward to the kneel and pray era. I can tell you that much. Uh, but given the tones and themes that NXT seems to be running with, I would feel that Karrion Cross is the guy to beat Balor, especially since Balor has beaten Adam Cole. He's beaten a lot of the other kind of modern era luminaries of NXT. Um, and Karrion Cross never really lost his title. Um, from a storytelling perspective, it would seem that Karrion Cross should be the guy. But I feel that um, I would be worried if I were a guy like Hunter or Sean or Regal that we belt him up and then he hurts himself again. And then we're back to square one um, with Karrion Cross. I think that's yeah. It's 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 real interesting. I, the results of this will say a lot. Like if 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 Karen Cross goes in there and he beats Finn Balor in you know five minutes, it's like oh okay yeah. They have all the confidence in the world in this guy and they're ready to belt him up again. They're ready for him to be a star. But you're right. There's a real chance that like he goes in here and, and and fights real hard and Balor just beats him and then that would say a lot of okay maybe they're they're like hey you need to prove to us that you can stay healthy for X amount of time because the worst thing you can do is give him this title again and and like you said he gets hurt again and then it's like then he's done forever. Then <laughs> they're never gonna push him uh, ever again. So this is a, a, an important moment for Cross uh, as well to go in there and I think an important moment too for him to really deliver uh, as well because he's a guy that obviously you could tell that you know Triple H and a lot of the people running NXT love the look love the idea love the gimmick or whatever but a guy that I don't know that can deliver in the ring I don't know that can stay healthy in the ring we've seen he's also he's, he's hurt a few people as well uh, with his in-ring style and I think he's fine like I think there's a way to use him but Maybe as NXT champion, maybe as the, you know the top guy in your company, that might not be the place to use him, and that might not be the thing to do with him. So yeah, I'll be very, very fascinated to see you know what they decide uh, to do with Karrion Cross and what the result is uh, for this. Uh, as far as the women's tag team title match, I I'm very cold on this entire build. I'm very cold on these two teams. Uh, maybe you can talk me into this match. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry, I can't do oh, it. Oh okay, um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think but so, uh, so th the problem is, I think first, I mean. If you're into that sort of thing, I guess you can be a fan of Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Um, I'm not big into the tank. I kind of like the heavy metal slash uh, Mad Maxi Road Warrior thing that they have going on. But I can't take it seriously because it's so cartoony. And, I mean, they fire a freaking Nerf dart <laughs> out of the tank. Like it's that's subtle. Not, it's very subtle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm supposed to be intimidated by these, you know, wasteland warrior tag team champions, I know what instills uh, fear in my heart is uh, a Nerf football. But um, the the problem is, I think that there's no heat with the way. Um, they have no reason to be angry with each other, except that uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell want the belts, and that's fine. But um, the build was, I think, um, a week and or maybe two weeks long, and um, the the heels have done nothing to earn any heat on the baby faces. So I have no investment in this match. Um, likewise, I think that uh, Indy Hartwell is not the most refined worker. Um, I think that, you know, for all of Ember Moon's potential, she's definitely one of those Jeff Hardy type wrestlers where she is as good as the other person she is working against. Um, I feel Shotzi is a couple steps below Ember. And I guess Candice LeRae is probably, I would think, the better of the four, maybe. But I can't even say that with confidence. Um, I'm, I'm anticipating a lot of blown spots in this match. 
No, you're probably right. Yeah, especially because Shotzi and Ember like get like real ambitious about stuff, and sometimes it works. Like you know, the, the one with Raquel and and uh, Dakota Kai uh, from the last takeover was awesome because like they hit all the spots right. that they wanted to do, and they like you know did everything they needed to do. But I am worried about this one a, a little bit. And the problem too is, and this is why I never want to present any of my characters as like dorks or comedy figures, is because the way they're just absolute dorks. You know what I mean? Like, why would you care about them winning this match? Like, why would you? There's no anticipation of, oh man, like let's see what's gonna like. They're absolute dorks. They're they're geeks. They're 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 they're, they're comedy figures. So it's like, yeah, you're you're not really super invested in it. And then, like you said, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart come out and they shoot Nerf guns. And it's like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, why am I watching this? You know, there's a, a team of fake road warriors, you know, shooting Nerf guns. And then the way who are like these little dorks. Uh, it's just, yeah, it, 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 it's very, very strange here. But uh, speaking of a guy who I think has leaned a little too much in the dork as well, the, the, the one we'll talk about here, Gargano versus the Gauntlet Eliminator. <sighs> Probably Dexter Loomis here. I mean, Gargano's a great wrestler really you know steps it up on wrestlemania weekends but he's gonna be a miracle to get anything out of texas well, i like texas i like the look but not the necessarily look is like, great but yeah. i had I, what work i've seen of him and in one month it ain't a lot no um but uh he he does not look like a good worker now gargano can carry a lot of people and that's a great role for him like if you want to get someone over and make someone look good johnny gargano is a great choice for that um my problem is, is this current storyline with Johnny Gargano is, is patently ridiculous. Um, the way going to get, you know, therapy, but the therapist is on the take and <laughs> Dexter Loomis is trying to, to brainwash people, but he's the baby face. And, um, you know, I feel, I, I feel that Johnny Gargano has a long, uh, as a tall hill to climb. If anyone can help get Dexter Loomis over it, it's Gargano. But I cannot understand why anyone would have an emotional investment in this story. And if you do, I wonder how much of your brain remains and how much has been replaced by brain. How much is goop at this point? So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you. That's really all I have to say about that match. And then we'll, we'll, the final one, the uh, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, a highly anticipated unsanctioned match here uh, between these two guys. You know the, the breakup of the undisputed era. Kyle O'Reilly's kind of ascension to the main event. Uh, Adam Cole's continued uh, uh, spot in the main event. I guess would be the best <laughs> way to say it. Uh, in another era of NXT, this would be a really cool match because you could totally buy Kyle O'Reilly beating Adam Cole, sending Adam Cole on his way over to the main roster, or whatever. But in these days of NXT, it's just like. At the end of this, they'll beat each other up and probably just both be on NXT, you know, the next week. So uh, I don't know what 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 is your kind of anticipation level for Adam Cole and, and O'Reilly? Um, admittedly, it's a little bit less than um, Escobar and Devlin, which is actually the match I'm looking forward to most on this night. But um, I think that I think that they know each other so well that it would be nearly impossible for them not to pull amazing matches out of each other, right? So. You add to that, like, this story of Adam Cole uh, finally tipping his hand that the Undisputed Era was nothing but a vehicle for his own power, and he never cared about the members of the Undisputed Era. And if you're a fan of ROH, that tracks. Um, he would have never gave a crap about Red Dragon. Um, he would have never given a crap about Roderick Strong. He was, a, he was a, what, Kingdom guy, right? Yeah, correct. So, um you know, that tracks for me as a longer time fan of these two wrestlers. Unfortunately, I don't think that has anything to do with the calculus of NXT's booking. Um, 
if I were to book this match, I would say O'Reilly really should win. Um, he's been the, the wronged and aggrieved party. Um, Adam Cole has uh, really kind of deserved a comeuppance. But WWE does not care about fan satisfaction, so I could easily see Adam Cole winning this, probably winning it even clean, um, and just leaving Kyle O'Reilly to twist in the wind. Um, uh, and what do you do with him after that loss? Because I don't think NXT's booking staff really cares. Yeah, and that that is again like a, pr- a pretty big issue with them. And and yeah, you obviously have the the background too with and and you mentioned a little bit as well with like O'Reilly and Cole as as the you know the former team Future Shock, but like. Is that can is like Ring of Honor 2009 storylines canon for you know NXT and and yes and no I mean more of the undisputed era is the canon here but I mean there's a lot of stories that like longtime wrestling fans can kind of play in their head with this and these guys I mean they they had a match many many years ago that was probably my favorite Adam Cole match ever and the one that really made me think oh this guy maybe is pretty damn good and, and I think he's been kind of chasing that for a while when these two guys had uh you know they they broke the team broke up and they had like a no holds barred match I forget the exact uh, uh stipulation that it was and it was fucking awesome it was really really good but I mean that is like we're talking a decade ago at this point or even maybe even more than that so I don't know like I I think I'm anticipating it from a, a bell to bell standpoint but I'm not anticipating as much from a booking standpoint because, like you said, there's that weird malaise that, like, I don't, you know, in another era of NXT, I would really be anticipating, oh, the winner of this is going to stay and the loser of this is going to go or something like that. Whereas now it it doesn't really matter. You you know, O'Reilly could win and Cole could win. And I don't think uh, trajectories change all that much for either guy if that happens. Yeah. And I don't think that um, that really factors in because um, if, let's say, uh, O'Reilly beats Cole or Cole beats O'Reilly. Um, I don't think that, uh, I don't, I don't see that there is a real drive for either of these characters after, like, I don't see a roadmap for either of mm-hmm. them. Um, so I just, I feel like, I feel like this is going to be the one with a very disappointing finish. I just, I, I feel it in my bones. Like it has the potential to be, a match of the of the night, if not a match of the of the two nights, but I feel that the finish is going to kill it. I just I, I can see it in my mind happening. Yeah, and you could definitely see Roderick Strong getting involved uh, as well. I mean, they've they've pretty much done the I don't care. I'm out of undisputed era. I don't care about those guys anymore. And it seemed to be like a bright flashing light that this man cares and he's going to get involved in this match. Uh, yeah, as absolutely. well. Or Bobby Fish and makes a surprise return Cameron or something. Yeah, too. right, right. There's too there's too many auxiliary guys involved in this story for me to believe that it's just going to be Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly and one man will walk out. And one man, like there's just too many auxiliary guys, too many other stories going on. That yeah, there's just. I don't have confidence anymore in NXT just to book two dudes to beat the hell out of each other and and, and one guy to emerge victorious. So something is happening here. Someone's getting involved. Someone's turning on somebody. Some new alliance is being formed. Something is happening with this match. I hope to be wrong, but I I don't think I'm going to be. Yeah, you know, you saying that actually um, kind of hinted onto something for me in my mind. Um, I think my my trepidation when it comes to Cole versus O'Reilly is that this is a match that's not about Cole versus O'Reilly. I think this match is a vehicle towards something else, which mm-hmm. means that the match itself is not of paramount importance. Um, it's not about paying off this story. It's about getting us to a new plot point, which is unfortunate. Absolutely. All right, and that is, uh, I think, is it, right? Do we all, anything about oh, uh, Devlin versus Escobar? Sorry, I didn't want to skip that match. I, yeah, I actually want to give uh, 
Devlin versus Escobar, just a, a minute of my time here, because I, I do think this is my most anticipated match of the night and the one I cannot predict the booking for. I really don't know who's going to win. I could see reasons for Escobar to win and Devlin to win. And I really actually, other than the ladder match aspect, I think that this may be one of the more intriguing stories for stand and deliver for me. Uh, Jordan never lost his uh, Jordan Devlin never lost his title. I think Santos Escobar has been a compelling interim champion. Unifying uh, those belts, I think, is a fun sort of uh, stake. Uh, I wish it wasn't a ladder match, but um, I think that the booking on this has been done really well in that I don't know who's going to win. I could see either one winning, and I could see it being a positive move either way. Yeah, and, and I, again, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm, I'm sort of numb to ladder matches at this point, which sucks because they used to be my favorite style of match. And... The problem with overdoing ladder matches is this one makes sense as a ladder match. It follows the lineage of like the WrestleMania 10. It follows the lineage of Shawn Michaels coming out and saying, hey, one champion versus an interim champion for an undisputed title. Hey, I've done this before. Have a ladder match. And this would be a perfect opportunity if you didn't already do like 19 ladder matches last year. I forget what it was. It was some ungodly number we talked about on the flagship not that long well, ago. Just an unbelievable number of, of ladder matches last year. So, How many have we had just since January? Uh, you know, let me get that number for you because I think it is, yeah, it is all, all still pretty fucking ridiculous, which which hurts because, like, this is a match where, where a, the ladder match stipulation works perfectly. And if you don't this overdo them. This is where it should be. Exactly. A yeah. ladder match. And I right. should be anticipating this and going, hell yeah, ladder match. Oh, great. This is exactly what it should be. But the problem is you do them on, like, you know, a random, you know, episodes of, 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 of you know, NXT on, on a random week or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, you, come, you become numb to them. And you shouldn't be because this these are the ones where it should really stand out and really should be used and, and utilized. And, yeah, that that is kind of the, the problem. What sucks about it is I want to be excited for this match. I want to say, yes, this is the perfect time uh, to do it. But I, but I can't because it's like, no, I, like, I don't really want to see another ladder match. Uh, let me try to get the uh, the exact number of ladder matches uh, going sure. on this year as well. But I think, it, yeah, I think you're right that we've already seen uh, a, a couple here. Oh, man, one sec. My cage match <laughs> no searching is not going well here. Uh, oh, I'm and, doing a terrible job of searching it. So, um, And one thing I would say is that, uh, especially given that this is WrestleMania weekend, one of the most seminal WrestleMania uh, moments is uh, standing at the top of the ladder, ladder, pulling down two belts and making them your own. Um, that's one of the most crystal clear WrestleMania moments uh, uh, that's in my memory. And this kind of is a callback to that, but it's been so diluted because... Uh, ladder matches aren't special anymore, at least not in uh, WWE. So it looks, I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think we've had any in 2021 yet, which Holy is interesting. Holy crap. But we All had right. 13 well, they, had... in WWE last year, 2020 between NXT and, uh, and uh, so that they overused it a lot during the pandemic days. Uh, and we saw them in, in December I mean, for TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, so it's like, we haven't had that long, but they've at least that, given that, us that like can, four that, months. That's almost. <laughs> yeah, but at least they, but like, the problem is they had Raquel Gonzalez and Shotzi Blackheart, they had Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne, they had a Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai, that was in October November and December. So we had three straight months with ladder matches from them. Then we had Candice LeRae, Chelsea Green, Dakota Kai, Io Shirai, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox. That was in April. We had the two Money in the Bank ladder matches in May. We had Andrade versus Rey Mysterio earlier in the year. We had Jimmy Uso versus John Morrison versus Kofi Kingston in a ladder match in, in, in April. So yeah, they, that was uh, for WrestleMania. So they just way, way overdid it. Oh, I forgot. And then Fabian Eichner and, and they had a tag team. Uh, ladder match in NXT UK as well earlier in the year. So they just like way overdid it in 2020. So uh, hopefully they've they've come to their senses and realized maybe we should pull it back a little bit. And um, 
hopefully they make this one special, but it's hard to get super, super anticipated uh, for any ladder match in, in, in WWE in 2021. But yeah, it does suck because this is the perfect opportunity for it and the perfect placement for it. So, Well, look, a four-month break is... Uh plenty of time yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely so all right we are done that is two nights of nxt here one obviously on wednesday uh, april 7th normal nxt time slot and this one stand and deliver night two on thursday april 8th at 8 p.m uh streaming on peacock and the WWE network for you lucky folks outside of the united states unless you're like us and you found a way around that so uh <laughs> as we talked about the flash but I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit earlier as i introduce these shows i think i'm going to uh, plug the uh uh, the VPN uh, as well because it works and it works pretty well. So, uh, Rel, right before we uh, we say goodbye to you, you want to get your last plugs out of the way and any uh, any other shout outs you want to do? Um, once again, you can follow me uh, at Capo Castillo at Twitter. Um, keep a lookout for reviews, uh, columns, articles, and more on VoicesOfWrestling dot com. And uh, maybe once in a while, uh, joining these fine gentlemen for the occasional podcast. There we go. All right, Ruel. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, have a great WrestleMania weekend. Mahalo. All right, and continuing our previews of WrestleMania weekend, it's John Hernandez. John, how's it going? Good, good. How you doing? This is your first time on these uh, preview podcasts, so it's a it's a big spot. The you know the, the the coveted spot of talking about bad indie shows with Rich for you know. Yeah, and I I really dug for the bottom on this one. Uh, the uh, but I used to listen these. I used to be excited when all these hours of previews. I don't know why out, I do it. So, I, please, somebody tell me to stop doing this. I don't know why I do this, but uh, I, now it's like a thing. Like, I just I? I can't stop. I'm addicted to, to doing these. Eight hour mega, and especially this year. Like, why am I doing this? Why are we doing? This? Why are we talking about these shows? What are we doing here? Yeah, are people gonna listen to this? Uh, I, maybe <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. And then I'll just stop doing it. If literally nobody <laughs> listens, we'll be good. And then I'll stop. I'll be like, well, this is not worth it because zero people listen to this show. So probably relieve you of the be, burden. That would be good. Yeah, but uh, no, we have we have some actually pretty interesting shows to talk about here. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Jimmy Lloyd Z Generation F, uh, as well as the Collective's Acid Cup. Uh, that they're uh, r- running through this entire WrestleMania weekend. But before we actually get into those shows, uh, as we're asking everybody, uh, WrestleMania weekend, uh, you know, memories, anything that... So you have not gone to WrestleMania weekend live, correct? I have not gone to a WrestleMania weekend live. No. And now, is that like a, was there a particular reason why, or you just never kind of saw a weekend that made sense for your travel or made sense for your finances or whatever? Because I get it. I'm somebody who only went to New York, and I'm, I'm glad I did because I probably will never go again. But is there is there a particular reason why, or it just kind of never just it just never worked out? Well, you know, I actually like I stepped away from uh, going real hard on watching wrestling for a couple of years, and a lot of that. Why did Overlap. you come back? <laughs> what are you doing? I know. I almost got out. I got almost out. Got what are you out doing? Come on. It's like quitting smoking. You know, I, like one time I quit smoking for two years and this feels a lot like that. <laughs> what are you doing? You're uh, dumb. Don't do that. I know. Stay I could uh, imagine all the shit I could be doing instead of watching <laughs> eight hours of IWTV. <laughs> but yeah, um, my mainly WrestleMania weekend for me is being uh, taken off work and being hunched over a laptop with like eight tabs open. <laughs> between them and it really i mean like there's a certain charm to being there live obviously going there in new york and bouncing around or whatever but there is also a charm to just kind of putting your feet up and and, and enjoying you know <laughs> eating whatever you want you know not having to you know rummage through a bunch of people not going through any you know giant arenas and bouncing back and forth and doing all that sort of stuff it's kind of nice just to you know sit on your couch turn on your tv and just kind of take it all in there so it, there's there's a certain charm to both of it and that's exactly the reason why i i you know 
waited on it for so long because like I kind of have everything I need here. Like it's kind of cool just to sit here uh, and watch it. And, and, and if you want to escape it for a little bit, you can. Uh, whereas if you're there, you have that pressure that like because I, w- I mean I went to a stupid amount of shows when I was in New York. I went to like nine shows, and it's like because you have that pressure that you're there, so you gotta do everything and watch everything, and you don't really have to do that. But oh yeah, um, I'm a big time FOMO guy too. So like I wouldn't sleep. I would. I would drive myself nuts. Yeah. Oh, it, it was it was terrible. Yeah. We 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 barely we slept like four hours a night, and then the one night where I didn't set an alarm because I'm like, well, no, I wake up every day no matter what. I ended up sleeping until like one thirty in, in the afternoon. Mm. My my body was just like, dude, you gotta stop. Like you you need sleep. Don't worry about Orange Cassidy's freshly squeezed you know show. You don't have to go to that show. You don't have to go to Pancakes and Pile Drivers. It's fine. Get some sleep. See, you know? it feels like that just streaming all the shows, so I can't even imagine. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do the same. I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, this is on, that's on. So uh, so there we go. So let's get to uh, these two shows here. Uh, the Collectives, Jimmy Lloyd's Generation F, we'll start with. That is on Thursday, uh, April 8th. Oh, I, I realized I didn't give you your, your chances for plugs. John, give your plugs. Let people know where they can see Oh, plugs. let me hit them with the plugs. Um, uh, I'm John Hernandez. I write for Voices Wrestling, obviously, from time to time. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Old John Hernandez. Um, and, uh, you know, I do this, I play in a band called timeshares. I play for, I play guitar for Maxwell Stern and Roger Harvey. I do a lot of music stuff, which, uh, adds to my fatigue with big crowds. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and you can find all that stuff. I mean, I good luck finding a band called timeshares on the internet, but, um, everything else you can find. <laughs> it's not that, I think I, it's not that hard to find. You could figure it I out. I always say we should have named the band Porto. Triple X, yeah, X, X, X. That would have been good. But no, yeah, that, honestly, I thought that was going to be your answer of why you don't go to WrestleMania weekend because you're like, the last thing I want to do is be in front of people and like weird human beings wearing black shirts. Is like, you know, I do that enough on my normal days. The last thing I want to do is also hang around with people with black shirts and, and, and you know, uh, at wrestling shows. So totally would get that if yeah. that was the stance, but. Yeah, just spend a whole day saying, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh, Jimmy Lloyd's Generation F, obviously Thursday, April 8th, 12 p.m., one of the first shows here. Uh, on uh, WrestleMania weekend, a very stacked Thursday as well. Things really kick off early on Thursday. Uh, IWTV has their family reunion show, part one, uh, at noon, and the collective's first official show of the weekend is this Jimmy Lloyd's uh, Degeneration F show. Uh, as far as the card itself, we'll run down the card, and then we'll kind of talk about some stuff that really st- stands out to you or some matches that you're excited about. Uh, you have Atticus Kogar versus Trey Lamar. You have The Unguided versus YDNB. JJ Garrett versus Marcus Mathers. Gino Medina versus El Hio de Canis Lupus. Uh, Jordan Oliver versus Everett Connors. Sky Blue versus Billy Starks versus Roxy. Uh, Juicy, Juicy Finau versus One Called Manders. Myron Reed versus Dante, Dante Leon. <sighs> Jimmy Lloyd versus Starboy <laughs> Charlie. And Nolan Edward versus Daniel Garcia. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't breathe. I'm like that now. Um, that's a lot of matches on a show. What do, you, what do you make of this very large card that we have here? So, you know, last year uh, during the Indianapolis Collective, they opened that up with the other, the first Jimmy Lloyd's Generation F. And uh, same deal. That was a pretty big card, too. And it ended up being a pretty forgettable show in the end. But uh, I'm actually kind of excited for this card. There's some surprisingly, I mean, not surprisingly, I should say, but there's some uh, pretty enticing stuff on this one. Yeah, so, so what matches kind of stand out to you? I mean, obviously the Nolan Edward, Daniel Garcia, I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about 
on our own because presumably the main event or presumably up, up pretty high up uh, in in that card there with two you know real standouts on, on the indies. But yeah, what is the match maybe that people I, I listed all those matches right there. There's somebody who's listening who probably doesn't know half of these names or, or, or any of these names really. What's a match that might surprise them out of those ones that we just mentioned there? So this one's a little easy, but I got some reason for it. The, the Manders Juicy Finale match, I'm actually weirdly super excited for because during the the fight forever, the 24 hour deal, uh, I watched like 16 hours of that because I'm a lunatic. Like I said, I'm a FOMO monster and I don't know what I was afraid of missing out on. But uh, yeah, the uh, during that, the, the last show was the world part three and Juicy Finale uh, went against Chris Dickinson, right? And they had this like gnarly match where I'm just wincing the whole time. And afterwards, Dickinson takes the mic and he goes on this like tirade where he's like, I take this shit too seriously. Don't fool around and get in this ring with me. And I still don't know if that was real or not. But if it was, that would explain a lot because maybe the match ruled because he was actually beating the shit out of Juicy. But uh, that makes me excited for like a guy like Manders, like just like a big, dumb, stiff elbow guy. To get in there with Juicy, I think that's like the best scenario for Juicy for now. I'm kind of excited for that one specifically. Um, another one, I'm kind of uh, uh, Lloyd picking Starboy Charlie as his opponent that day. Kind of excited about. I know, um, I know how you know. I know how people see Lloyd as just like you know, like a plunder and bleeding <laughs> kind of dude, but. Lloyd is like surprisingly tight in matches where you just keep the pace going and drop each other on your head a bunch. And I feel like him and Charlie can just go off for like eight minutes with just Charlie doing flips and Lloyd dropping them on his head every so often. I think that'll be a really fun match too. And obviously Garcia and Edward is going to be like, I think that could be one of the best matches of the whole weekend. I, I agree. Yeah, that, that's definitely a standout one. And yeah, you mentioned the Jimmy Lloyd one. It's going to be interesting to see because I'm guessing that this is going to be more of a Starboy Charlie match than a Jimmy Lloyd match. I, I get we kind of have that assumption. Is that your assumption that instead of like you think that Jimmy Lloyd is going to do like a straight wrestling match and kind of work off of what Starboy Charlie does versus Jimmy Lloyd getting in there and you know hitting a 17 <laughs> year old with light tubes or whatever? Uh, I would hope, I guess. I, I don't know. But that's like a type of match that I think Lloyd's like underrated at mm-hmm. you know like when you watch lloyd in the scrambles and he's just is like catching people and throwing them in a into pile drivers from nowhere like as long as you don't have to tell too detailed a story i think lloyd's a real good base just like i think that match could be legit good i'm also real high on lloyd right now because he's coming off this match with g raver at the last gcw show that i thought was like the best of his career so i'm going through one of those periods where i'm like you guys don't know lloyd got really good again <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be, it'd be a great opportunity, obviously, on his on his show. And there's a reason, obviously, why they're putting Starboy Charlie in that in that spot. There's obviously a a, a goal, a reason to kind of get Starboy Charlie a little bit more, uh, you know, exposure and whatnot in, uh, you know, get Jimmy Lloyd, who for whatever it's worth is 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 a you know a pretty big deal in this. I mean, it's his freaking show. <laughs> the show's named after yep. him, so obviously you have that there. Uh, some other stuff that I really like on the show. Some some stuff that really stands out to me. Uh, Myron Reed versus Dante uh, Dante Leon sounds awesome. That's just two incredible flyers. Just two really really dynamic wrestler so i cannot wait uh to see what those guys do uh and then there's some you know some interesting stuff on the undercard there with atticus kogar versus trey lamar which i i close my eyes and i think okay what does an atticus kogar trey lamar match look like and john i don't i don't know what it looks like i'm not sure it it, these are two couldn't be different universes of 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 wrestlers the way they look the way they approach the in-ring 
I have no. What is this match going to be? Atticus Kogar versus Trey Lamar. I don't know. Kogar Kogar has been up in his game too lately. Kogar has been put in a lot of big spots, and uh, when I see Kogar in the um, the Pit Fighter X stuff for ICW, I mean that's like a bunch of plunder and deathmatchy stuff too. But they try and make it like halfway shooty, and uh, he's really good in that stuff. I think that match is just gonna is gonna rip. Um, but I don't know if Kogar can go a whole match without like getting all gross and bloody. I think that one's going to be more... <laughs> I think that's going to veer into Kogar. Thing, you think Trey, Trey is going to work a little bit more Kogar style than, uh, <laughs> than I guess Kogar into Trey? I mean, so, something's got it on this card, right? Like, there's no way you get through this whole card without, like, a bunch of trash and tables and stuff. Well, and, and that's, I guess points. that was going to be my next question is I'm, I'm looking at this card and I, I look at Jimmy Lloyd and Starboy Charlie. And like you said, you, you anticipate that being a little bit more of a kind of a straight wrestling match. Myron Reed and Dante Leon, that is not going to be, you know, any sort of plunder or, or blood. Uh, Juicy Finale versus one called Manders. I don't think that's happening. Uh, I'm guessing that Sky Blue Billy Starks and Roxy isn't going to be filled with a bunch of, you know, <laughs> light tubes and barbed wire boards and, 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 and doors, but I could be wrong, I guess. Uh, Jordan Oliver versus Everett Connors. Again, that doesn't really, you know, stand, you know, to, to, to be that way either. Uh, Gino Mendino versus Canis Lupus, El Hijo de Canis Lupus. That doesn't really strike it either. So I, I'm curious, like, you know, there's, I think a lot of people are coming into the show thinking, oh, it's Jimmy Lloyd's Generation F, it's GCW. It's going to be, you know, kind of hardcore. It's going to be deathmatchy. It's going to be that. But I, I don't really see it on this show. So you're right. Something is going to have to give because there's no way this show there's a door is getting broken on this show there's no doubt about it but it's just a matter of of, of when and who and, and what match i guess yeah and for what it's worth the first one all straight up wrestling matches until the main event was a kogar death match with Cody Green but um and you know i, I think kogar is going to be the one to do it in this one too and you yeah. know what another one that i i forgot about that connor's oliver match um that one i don't know that's going to be the one that goes too long for sure. But uh, they see something in Connors because that uh, a fight forever. That's the match where Joey gave the uh, Joey Janela gave like the weird crying promo after. Do you see that one? Oh, yeah, on yeah, World? yeah. No, there, there's they clearly. And, and I was going to say that's what this whole show to me. It's really interesting. Whereas I don't know that GCW is doing a lot. I mean, in prior WrestleMania weekends, GCW was very big on okay, who are the next guys up, the next stars, the next all that sort of stuff. This weekend, they're not as much on it, but I think this show is that. I mean, there's no doubt that Jimmy Lloyd Starboy Charlie is to get eyeballs on Starboy Charlie. Uh, and as you said, there's a lot of matches on the show that are like building towards those next guys. It's just a lot of them appear to just be straight wrestling matches where these guys are just going to be able to do what they do best. And, and, you know, and, and hopefully at the end of this weekend, there's guys that people go, Oh wow, that guy's really good. Like a Nolan Edward, you know, Daniel Garcia kind of speaks for himself, but there's probably a lot of people that don't know who Daniel Garcia is or haven't seen him. And they're going to be blown away. And Nolan Edward, a guy kind of rising up the ranks as well. And he's doing everything this weekend. He's all over the place uh, this weekend, a big opportunity for him as well. A huge opportunity for someone like Everett Connors, a huge opportunity for somebody like Starboy Charlie. I mean, there's a lot there, uh, even to a JJ Garrett to that extent. I mean, obviously he's, been on AEW, he's done some stuff, but he's he's not doing a ton of bookings this weekend, but he is on this show. So I'm with you. I, I think this card is awesome. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this card goes and, and and sort of the what happens after this show because there might be some people that get on a lot of radars that it, that, that that weren't on there before. Dante Leona, you could probably add to that uh, as well because most people probably know Myron Reed, but very few probably know uh, Dante Leon at this point. Dante Leon's one of the guys in this card that I don't know. I'm not very familiar with. I've seen Dante Leon maybe once. Super in the dark on him, so I'm excited for that after uh, hearing you talk about that match. Um, and you mentioned J.J. Garrett. I didn't see that last update that he's on this card. That's awesome. J.J. Garrett rules. I'm very happy he's on this card. 
Yeah, there's just a lot to like on this uh, Degeneration F uh, show. So yeah, this, this is a pretty cool one. It's up against uh, the Family Reunion Part 1 from IWTV is a really good show as well. So yeah, that or that Thursday right out of the gates at, at noon, there's some really good stuff uh, that you can be watching there. But uh, you know, we're, we're going to go two for two here because this collective, uh, the Acid Cup, we're going to talk about day one here. Obviously, there is day two. The day one is going to be Thursday, April 8th, starting at 4 p.m. So pretty much immediately following uh, Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. And then the Acid Cup day two, that's going to go Friday at 4 p.m., uh, as well, so it'll be the next day. Obviously, we don't know who's going to move forward because this is a kind of a, a, a weekend tournament. Uh, so we're going to preview night one, talk about kind of the participants here. But obviously, understanding that we'll, we'll make some predictions here and there. But we have no idea what the brackets are. I don't. I honestly don't think there are actually brackets out there. So I'm not sure anybody quite knows yeah. uh, what is going to happen or who's going to be against who in the next round. So it makes predicting this pretty difficult. So uh, we're going to do the best we can. But I would say. The Essa Cup, I mean, they brought the goods here. I, I love this roster of people. I think it's a, it's a cool roster of unique wrestlers, of some you know sort of people that you might not have heard of, some young wrestlers, some old wrestlers, some you know, lucha wrestlers. It's there's a lot to really like here with this Essa Cup. I, I I think they did a great job booking this. Yeah, this uh, it's stacked. I'm I'm shocked at how stacked this is. Uh, and bringing in all the lucha guys is such a such a great move. Really, it spices up the card so much. And and now we can get mad at other promoters for not booking these guys on their shows mm-hmm. as well. The classic, uh-huh. A classic WrestleMania weekend thing is when you see a good wrestler on a show and you go, wait a minute, no, why did nobody else book this guy? Like, what the hell? Like, is, is Laredo Kid on anything else? Uh, to the best of my knowledge, and people might hear a ding as I look up Laredo Kid on my list, uh, Laredo Kid is... He is only on this and the Spring Break show. Spring Break, of course. And okay. that's it. So, so yeah. like... Even maybe I could see the other ones, but like Laredo Kid's like showing up on AEW. Yes, you should probably book Laredo Kid. Yeah. Why would you not book Laredo Kid? Probably call somebody and ask, hey, who's booking Laredo Kid, or how can I get Laredo Kid on my show? Uh, Because you should probably get Laredo Kid on your show for sure. You should also get Arez and Remus on your show too. But you know. Despite that, uh, let's talk about this as a cup. Uh, first, uh, first round matchups is what we have here. And again, as we said, we don't know the brackets. We don't know who's kind of moving forward uh, as of this. But first round matchups, Dragon Bane versus KTB, uh, Laredo Kid versus Braden Lee, Tony Deppen versus Cole Radrick, Colby Carino versus Calvin Tankman, Arez versus Aramis, uh, AJ Gray versus Nate Webb, Lee Moriarty versus Treehouse Lee, and Jordan Oliver versus Edith Surreal. So there's a lot to like there. Uh, what match really stands out to you? And, and I guess I should ask, why is it a res? <laughs> res and yeah, because I mean, it's just that know, match. Let's talk about that you match. Know what it is. Yeah. You know what it is. I, I, I don't know why. I even that. <laughs> that's going to be like the matches that everyone's talking about, right? Like, what's? I mean, I'm sure there's that's that's going to be talked about all week once it happens, right? Absolutely, uh, it's a no-brainer to book it. Uh, yeah, if, if people have, have never seen things. these guys, I'm pretty sure you can just go to YouTube and type. These guys wrestled each other. I think about 170 times over the last three years or whatever and in various streets and junkyards and, and weird buildings all over Mexico. Uh, these guys are fucking insane and just incredibly good. And you're absolutely I mean, there is no doubt in my mind that when the weekend is over, that's a match. And those are names that people are going to go, holy shit, because they've just never seen those guys before. And they're going to be blown away when they see what these guys are capable of. Right. And I mean, like, even in the past month, those two have like match of the year level stuff. Eras had the. uh the match with Vikingo for Riot and Aramis did a triple A, uh, triple threat for the for Laredo Kids belt with uh, him and Octagon Jr. That was like, incredible. And that's just like two weeks ago. They're going to do it again here. Uh, and then Dragon Bane KTB, I think, is also like a super sick match because KTB is just there to be a base for Dragon Bane. I'm surprised KTB isn't booked more this weekend. 
uh, I think he's only on this and one other show. I think that's right. Yeah, let me let me double check there. But um, yeah, I think unfortunately, is it? <laughs> I hope it's that spring break again <laughs> as well. Because then that's. Might be. <laughs> uh, oh no, uh, Bloodsport against David Boy Smith Jr. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good build. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah, no one booked um, Iron Beast with him and Mercer. It's such a cool team, and Mercer's around. <sighs> You're asking any of the promoters to <laughs> to book good yeah. wrestlers. I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's awesome. Um, another uh, uh, weird little factoid is uh, so Ken Broadway got replaced by Kobe Carino, and I think B Boy was initially on the show and got replaced. And those two were two of the only ones that were in the first Acid Cup in 2016. And do you know who the only other? person in this year's acid cup is that was in the first one. Oh man i'm gonna guess nate webb but i don't know if i'm gonna that, be right with that that seems like what it would be yeah it's right fucking, right it's laredo kid no way oh wow yeah, well, <laughs> okay, lost, i would have never guessed lost, that in a million years lost in the semis to pinky sanchez oh dear god <laughs> oh god you know <laughs> same as these, all, all these guys are going to be out in the first round this time too. Ugh, but uh, you're right, they are. Yeah, that's uh, no. I mean, the, the roster of this Acid Cup. I mean, credit to them. I mean, really, really cool stuff here. A lot of time. I mean, yeah. The, 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 not only the you know having the the lucha talent in there, but I think from the American talent as well. Like I really, I circled Lee, Lee Moriarty versus Treehouse Lee as a match that I think I'm going to absolutely love. And and you know, I've talked a lot with people you know on this preview podcast that Lee Moriarty. I think this is and and he arguably was the September. MVP, the, the the you know the the collective group in September, all that sort of stuff. Arguably oh, the MVP 100%. of that whole run, and and, and probably one hundred percent the MVP of that run. But that one was so weird and so different and so goofy that I don't know that people really you know I don't know what value people give to that. But there's no doubt in my mind that again this month or this week he has the opportunity to come out of that weekend and people just go, oh my god, yeah, dude, so clearly one of the best guys in the Indies, if not the best guy in the Indie. And, and I'm very excited to see uh, what he does here against Treehouse Lee, somebody who I have enjoyed. Uh, and everything that I've seen uh, of him. Yeah, Treehouse Lee's kind of new. The first time I saw Treehouse Lee was actually at, at the Fest in Gainesville. Uh, they had the wrestling show uh, the last time they had it in 2019, and I saw Treehouse Lee there. I've been keeping up ever since. Uh, that's a great matchup, and you know Lee's probably going to go deep in the tournament. So that's however many matches Lee has, or three highlights of the weekend you can circle. On every show he's on, you just circle his match. Um, and I think... Is, I haven't even been keeping track. Lee Moriarty is such a no-brainer at this point. I haven't even been keeping track of his bookings. I just when they come up, I'll watch them. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he's all over this weekend too. Like any any straight wrestling show, the, he he's there and he's in a big time spot uh, as well. And one, you know, one of the more you know one of the big matches that he has coming up uh, is against Edith Surreal, and I guess that's a good way to transition into that match. Uh, with Jordan Oliver versus Edith Surreal, which is an interesting booking because that is, you know, coming into the tournament, if you saw both those names, you, you see Edith Surreal, you see Jordan Oliver, two people that seem like they have a very good chance of, of maybe winning this entire Acid Cup, and they're facing each other in the first round. And I think this will, I, I don't want to make a bold prediction right now on the Acid Cup, but I, I would assume that whoever comes through on this match would probably be my prediction to, to win the entire thing. Obviously, Edith Surreal just winning the Cassandra Cup uh, last weekend. Jordan Oliver, a, obviously a push commodity in GCW. It feels like one of these two. Do you, do you have that same thought that I do, or do you think there's going to be some surprise that's coming from some other part of the the, the tournament? So, so Edith Surreal is like relatively uh, like I, I always knew Still Life with Apricot and Pears because you see that name once and you don't you don't forget it. Uh, but Edith Surreal uh, just really locked in with me for the first time 
this month, she had a match with Lee Moriarty, and that's going to be the rematch uh, this weekend, um, for Enjoy Wrestling, new promotion in Pittsburgh. But their show's up on YouTube, and she had a banger with Lee Moriarty. And this match, um, Oliver's going to win it, and Oliver's going to win this whole thing, no doubt about it. Lock it in. Oh, you're locking it in. in. Okay, so it's not even a doubt. Why, yeah, why do you feel so strongly about that? They're putting him over. He beat Nick Gage clean. He beat, he did, they gave him two hours with Devin. They're going all the way in with Oliver. His match is long as hell on every show. Uh, so I hope everyone's digging Jordan Oliver because you're going to get a whole bunch of him on this show, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I saw AJ Gray got brought up earlier as a possible winner because he's like, oh, the title match. But I think Jordan Oliver just beat AJ Gray too at the last ECW show. So they, Oliver's beaten everybody lately. I'm pretty sure he's pretty sure he's winning this. Yeah, and, and you're right. They've also played they played up a lot recently that he's you know obviously you know having the match with Tony Depp in, uh, on the 24 hour show, but yeah that that he's kind of this Iron Man that can go through and, and and wrestle for a long amount of time. And like you said, the matches have been super super long, so it does definitely seem like somebody that that if you're going to do this big tournament and you're going to have this whole weekend tournament that he's you know the Iron Man of this tournament and goes through everybody and and, and beats everybody. So I, I could definitely see that. Uh, as well, I, I can't lie that I'm a little disappointed in that. But obviously, when you look at the, yeah. the you look at the card, and there's a lot of people that are here for this show, but but you know nobody. That, I mean, you're not going to have a Laredo kid win this because you're not going to be able to build on this. A Rez is not winning the Acid Cup because I don't think he's coming back to GCW to you know work a, a random Atlantic City show uh, anytime soon. So you're right; it needs to kind of be somebody in house and Oliver uh, Gray. You know those two names stand out. Nate Webb, yeah. but I don't think you're going to have a Nate Webb. You know charity run here to the, the Acid Cup Championship, I guess you could if you really wanted to. Maybe somebody like a Tony Deppin, but it kind of feels like he's even sort of outgrown this and kind of moving on to his next step as well with you know going on to Ring of Honor. So, yeah, it, it, Oliver definitely seems like a, a, a favorite to me. If not someone like a Lee Moriarty, Edith Surreal, or AJ Gray would probably be the four that I would put in the top. But really between me, it's, it, it's probably Jordan Oliver, Edith Surreal, and, and, and maybe AJ Gray would be my top three. Yeah, I mean, you could pick Moriarty to win anything. It always looks good for you to have Lee Moriarty win a tournament, but uh, I mean, I, even like you said, Deppin, I think is like, you know, he's going to be he's he's in the big uh, Brody King stable mm-hmm. uh, in ROH. I think he loses that match with Radrick. I think they're doing a lot with Radrick. Uh, Radrick's been growing on me a lot lately too. I used to used to not be into Radrick, but I just watched uh, the Southern Underground Pro Show. He had this match with Alex Kane that I was freaking out for. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I like that a lot too. Yeah, he's a guy that I've I've tried to. I see the building blocks there, and it, it's a problem when you watch really, really young wrestlers at a really young age, is that you just kind of assume they're going to be ready to go right away, and then you have to remember, like, no, this guy's like twenty one years old. You know what I mean? Like twenty one year old wrestlers sure. suck. You know, they usually are not very good. Like they're not, and then you know, and that's that's true of a lot of these guys on the Indies. A lot of these guys got kind of thrust into the spotlight when they weren't ready, and and we're now seeing, you know, two three years later, a lot of the people that were like, all right, here we go, here's the next generation. They weren't ready for that spot yet, but little by little, they, they are kind of growing into that and and and, and kind of find themselves. Yeah, because Cole Radrick has, has really started to work for me. And and honestly, you know, a name that we mentioned a little bit before we kind of glossed over, uh, Colby Carino is somebody that I think a lot of people remember the name Colby Carino and go, oh my god, Colby Carino, geez, they're really scratching the bottom of the surface here. But that dude, I mean, he got himself in shape because he's not freaking 18, year, <laughs> 18 years old anymore. Uh, presumably, he, he's, he's moved on from some of the demons that he had as well because he looks good. He's, he's cutting good promos. His matches are good. He's, he's, built, he's put on some bulk. Like he's just become a, you know an adult basically, and that's it's a whole different animal than when you're watching an eighteen year old there you, you know wrestling or you know twenty year old or whatever he was uh, back in the day. But I think he's a guy that I think is going to open a lot of eyeballs when they see. Oh wait, never mind. Colby Carino's like 
he he's he's kind of put together now, and he's actually pretty damn good because I've liked what I've seen of him. Yeah, and I mean, you know, since since Colby's uh, gotten it together, he's had this pandemic to deal with, and now he's got good opponent in uh, Tankman. Uh, yeah, I can see them. I can see that. I mean, that match is going to be cool, and I could see uh, him getting a win or two in this for sure. Yeah, he wouldn't be a bad guy, I think, to start kind of pushing and getting in in in, in bigger spots as well. So that'd be a That'd be cool there. So obviously you mentioned that is uh, that is day one of the Asset Cup. The day two is going to be, as we said, Friday, April 9th at 4 p.m. That is up against uh, pretty much nothing. They're on their own there for Friday. Friday, a weirdly open day uh, for, for a lot of uh, uh, WrestleMania weekend because you have the Collective doing at 12 p.m. the Alley Cats uh, Real Hot Girl shit, then the Asset Cup day two at 4 p.m., and then pretty much nothing until spring break then at 8. So it's pretty much all alone. So a uh, good opportunity to watch night, night two and see the end of the Asset Cup pretty much unopposed there's not much else going on unless you're really really interested in in i don't know yeah i mean there's really nothing else going on unless you want to maybe a break from wrestling but why would you want that it's WrestleMania weekend you gotta you know watch, watch more <laughs> wrestling so. and i mean they can eliminate all these guys but they are forced to have ours or aramis move to the second round they have no choice but to yes one, one of those guys. crazy crazy yes, bastards will be in the second round for sure so that, that, <laughs> that that is something to definitely look forward to so uh, there we go. That is Asset Cup Day 1 and 2. That is Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. And, John, we are just about done here. But, but let me uh, – I've been asking this to a lot of people as well. Of the, we, we talked about those three shows. Is there another show or another match or another block or anything that you has you kind of excited uh, for WrestleMania weekend as you're going to sit down and kind of veg out for the entire weekend and, and, and watch as much wrestling as you can? There's two I'm really excited about. One is the um, the Action and Southern Underground Pro joint show uh they really pulled it out with that card like there's there's no fat on that card uh every match looks sick on that one and a lot of guys that i think are only booked once like i think alex kane who i'm in love with now is only booked on that show as far as i can tell you got priest and matt mikowski that's a really great match i don't think adam priest shows up on many other shows he's on one or two but not much i think he's on blood sport and then something else but yeah he he is not as he is not as often as he should be for sure yeah, for sure. And the other one, and so I, I keep up with, you know, ICW puts out a lot of shows. I don't, I watch when I can, if I catch them live, but getting ready for this weekend, I caught up on a lot of the Pit Fighter shows, and that shit rules. Uh, I'm very excited for, what is it, Battle of the Tough Guys? That is, uh, yeah, so, well, so you have, uh, the, are you talking about the Pit Fighter X Battle? Oh, yeah, so it's <laughs> it's got a lot of names. It's ICW, No Holds Barred, Pit Fighter X, Battle of the Tough Guys. <laughs> it's the name of the show, part one and part uh, two. So, <laughs> and If I could shout one thing out from that show, hear me on this. Uh, I don't think anyone's been talking about these matches, but there's these two matches between Bruce Santee and Justin Kyle that are just like, they take all the weapons out of the cage and there are these like five-minute matches where these two dudes are just legit punching each other in the face until it ends. They're like the coolest matches I've seen this year. And I thought they were going to have the rubber match here, but Bruce Santee is going against Dan Moff. And that's going to rule. Everyone watch that. There's no way that match does not rule. <laughs> that's so I did not know about that. Yeah, so I I'm I'm excited because yeah, I, I kind of thought every match in there was just gonna be sort of the the uh you know kind of weapony, you know, pit fighter stuff, but I like the idea that these two are just gonna 
punch the fuck out of each other. That sounds just gonna wail. That sounds awesome. So I, I'm definitely in for those sh- th- those shows. But uh, yeah. So and, and he said the I, I do want to shout out the action uh, wrestling and, and, and Southern Underground Pro. It's uh, have fun, be sad. That's at 12 p.m. on Friday. So that is only up against Alley Cat's real hot girl shit. So uh, tough decision what will you there be watching, between Rip? Yeah. Two. yeah, tough, <laughs> real tough decision between those two. But uh, we'll see. Maybe picture in picture for that one. Maybe half screen on one and half screen on the other. But uh, we'll. I've we'll got two see. laptops. I'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah, you can make, yeah, make both those. And I'll happen. watch Southern Underground Pro on both. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. But uh, anyway, uh, that is it for us. But uh, John, before we uh, depart and say goodbye to you, you want to get your uh, your plugs out of the way where people can follow you, where they can listen to your music, where they can do all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, old John Hernandez on Twitter, um, and on go on Spotify and do your best to find my band timeshares or records by songwriters like maxwell stern roger harvey i play guitar for them when i can and uh if you put any of that stuff on you'll probably hear me play so <laughs> it's great stuff too yeah people that do not know yeah maxwell stern is awesome and and, and uh I, I found out very late that you were actually involved in that so there's not me just like like you know, i was like i was like what no you never told anybody that you were involved i like i i just didn't know that and, and uh i've been listening to maxwell stern for for years and years and years so that's uh that's great stuff uh, there. I love texting Max and going, hey, uh, your name got a big reaction in the wrestling slack I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is, what's his reaction to that? Just kind of like, okay. <laughs> yeah, just like shrug emoji. <laughs> yeah, right, like, not a wrestling fan, not a Graps fan, won't be with you while you're watching No Holds Barred, Pit Fighter X, Battle of the Tough Guys Part 1. So No, but you know what, what's really funny? Um, the last show I played before live music went away forever. In the old times, was, yeah, back in the old times. Yeah, in the old times. It was a... Uh, there's a show in Philly playing with Max and uh, you know, it was like, it was late enough in the game where everyone was like, should we be doing this? And there weren't many people there. And Max had been really nice about me writing for the site and retweeting things as they got posted. And, but you know, Max never, I don't think Max has watched wrestling in his life. And he's sitting with me at the bar and he goes, John, can I ask you a question? And I go, yeah. And he goes, what's K Fabi? <laughs> so yeah not a wrestling fan but a great guy oh unbelievable k fabi i love that i i hope you you sat him down and talked about all of the the work of wrestling and the hackage schmidt and uh i hope you, you you gave him a hole and then he walked away probably at some point yeah. like, right. so george hackage he's like all right i'm just gonna leave <laughs> yeah i was like hey pal you got a minute yeah <laughs> Let's sit down and learn about the history of professional wrestling. So. Where do I begin? Let's K5 this. So anyway, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, John, thank you so much for coming on here and helping us preview uh, WrestleMania weekend. Jimmy Loisy's Generation F, the Asset Cup, day one and day two. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Support for Voices of Wrestling's WrestleMania weekend previews is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and we have an exclusive offer for Voice of Wrestling, WrestleMania weekend listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code FLAGSHIP at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off plus free shipping with the code FLAGSHIP at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the lawnmower. 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light 
for a more precise shave and is also waterproof, my favorite aspect of this entire thing, to make your show uh, your shower shave clean and easy. And uh, the Thalamore 3.0 comes in their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. The Perfect Package 3.0 includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, as well as the Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, will keep your balls from sweating, smelling, or sticking. Manscaped also throws in two additional gifts to this perfect package, a pair of high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day, as well as a travel bag to store all of your grooming goodies. So let's, come on guys, let's trim that junk of yours, get 20% off, plus free shipping with code flagship at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Once again, 20% off, plus free shipping with code flagship at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FLAGSHIP. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. 